Stealing! How could you? Haven't you learned anything from that guy who gives those sermons at church? Captain, what's his name? We live in a society of laws. Why do you think I took you to all those police academy movies? For fun? Well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you? Coming to you from the last video store in the universe, it's Binge Movies, episode 142. This is the show that ranks and eliminates movies to determine which ones are most worthy of preservation for all time, even beyond the end times. On this episode, we rank the Police Academy series. Dear young children of the internet, take it from a wizened, grizzled veteran, such as myself and the person I'm about to introduce in a few short seconds, time is an ever-fleeting thing. is an ever-fleeting thing. I want you to look around. I want you to look around you right now. Look into your melu. Look into the zeitgeist, and you will find popular culture. You will find popular songs, artists, TV shows, actors, actresses, even films themselves that in 40 years, nobody will recall. And if they do recall them, they will not be recalled fondly by most. All the merchandise, spinoffs, and millions of dollars generated by whatever you think is important now will mean nothing. And as you look, a sense of dread will begin to inch its way up your spine as you realize that the core of popular culture is oblivion. The origin and end of most things is oblivion. I give you the Police Academy series, and I give you a man who I had to extradite from the basement of Joe Butts from, real spoilers, I had to rescue this man. I had to send in a SEAL Team 6 to get this fucker off of the Patreon of real spoilers. I'm talking about comedian, musician, artist, screen printer, handsome devil, Matt F. Basler. Hello. You can imagine, right? The, the, the cellar door opens, the light pours in. I, I, my eyes adjust. I think, they're here. They're, someone's here to rescue me. I reach up. I grab your hand. You, you pull me out. Yep. The elation, the joy. And then to hear you say, we're going to watch the Police Academy movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a barbarian situation, really. It yeah. is. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The only question is, who is the big monstrous woman with the with the hairy nipples? Is it Joe or is it me? Uh, maybe we're doing some uh, barbarian sequel. The the rights kind of got away from the creative <laughs> people, and and somebody right. an, an executive yeah. went, "What if there were two in this one?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What if there were two mongoloid women? Yeah, that's how they. Um, Joe's a mongoloid woman with big old nipples, and I'm a mongoloid woman with big old mm-hmm. nipples. That's what we've learned here. And today. maybe you have like four or five of them. The nipples. I got seven of them, and they're called Police Academy films. Oh boy. Did you happen to watch the 65 episode run of the 1988 Police Academy cartoon series or the one or two season run of the 1997 and 1998 live action Police Academy series on the USA Network? I definitely watched the cartoon. I don't know how much. I had a Mahoney action figure. Oh, that's first series. That came out in 89. Came with the the bulldog uh, 
who maybe could squirt water. That was the thing. It's like one of those rubber hollow uh, kind of toys, and you'd you'd fill them up. And <laughs> yeah, but I I don't have a whole lot of recollection of that. Uh, I, I and I did look. My plan was I'll watch these mm-hmm. movies. I'll watch some of the cartoon. I'll watch some of the the TV show. Mm. And I guess I have my limits <laughs> as well. I I didn't think it was true, but I will say though that that I remember as a kid. Yeah. Although I've and I've never seen a police academy, which was was part of the reason I was like, well, maybe that'd be fun. I they they were very like uh, relevant, culturally relevant. I feel. Oh like yeah. Kids at school would talk about police academy. Probably none of us had seen any of them, but you talked about it anyway. Um, but yeah, never seen any of them. Not, and, and, and my perception of them was that, oh, these things are funny as hell, man. <laughs> that seemed to be the general consensus. Yeah. Um, I lost my, I kind of lost my train of thought. I, That's going to be happening a lot as I'm a little, we. I'm a little fried right now, man. I, <laughs> I also tried to, uh. I think normally I have pretty bad m- memory of a, of move, or you know, I watched something a week ago talk about it on a podcast. Be like, well, when? Wait, when did that? Who? So I try to watch them as close as I can. We yeah, I watched yeah. seven last night. Yeah, and you run these bad boys back to back. Oh yeah, you're <laughs> screwing up your life. I don't think there is a more lucrative. Bigger element, at least in America, you know, uh, 30, 40 years ago, like a bigger cultural phenomenon, if I could use that word, that they produce one of these fucking things every year for six years. <laughs> and then they waited five years because it kind of petered out. But until they had a great idea that generated hundreds of millions of dollars per film, primarily domestically, like there is no global box office. The U.S. market, the North American market, we, sh- we could say, spent hundreds of millions of dollars unadjusted for inflation <laughs> on, a, on a movies that had like a two, three, four million dollar budget max. There is nothing bigger, more successful, more popular than Police Academy that nobody gives a shit about <laughs> than Police Academy. It is a one of one. It's insane how big this was and how completely culturally irrelevant it is in 2023 uh, people talk about avatar right not having a cultural That's what I'm saying. impact this is the one this is the true uh yeah uh, example of that it's it's as if it never happened but this but it, it, this what these were not just like oh well you know there's some 80s comedies that came out these were the top grossing movies yeah. consistently throughout the 80s these were huge and by the way all throughout the 1990s at least uh, around here, around these parts, these fucking movies aired on television For constantly, sure. constantly, to the point that they were still making shit out of it in 1997, well, and that's, 10 years after the fact. I mean, St- Steve Gutenberg's not like, I guess what you'd call a huge star, but people know him. People know who he is. <clears throat> he gets referenced. I, there had yeah, to yeah. be a time for a long time that he was Mahoney from Police Academy. Yeah, right. And now yeah. that's not, I don't even connect him to that. No, no. Which is bizarre, right? Bonkers. <laughs> right. He was the leading man 
In many ways, you could say that, especially the first one, was sort of a vehicle almost built around him as your main character. And he was the leading man of at least, uh, if I remember correctly, four of these things, although his role gets diminished in each one. (laughs) But this was a, I think the first one was a Gutenberg vehicle. For sure. It's it's not only not a a Gutenberg vehicle, it's also a reprisal of the relationship with G.W. Bailey, who was the exact same character from Short Circuit that he is as whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, Harris in, in some of these movies. And yeah, you don't you don't really associate Gutenberg anymore. Like Gutenberg is just Gutenberg right. now. Like you almost don't associate him with any movie. It's <laughs> like, well, he's he's in Cocoon, and you're like, Yeah, I guess that is right. And you're like, Yeah, and he was in Cocoon the Return. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, I guess that's right. Although those movies, even though they're directed by Ron Howard, are not available on Blu-ray, DVD, oh, yeah. or streaming. I did so that, that that's another huge movie that I think won Academy Awards and oh, that's- Block. Sorry, just gone. Just, Cocoon if, is gone. If I'm gonna air grievances up front, yeah. uh, I would like to say that I ultimately I think spent twenty three dollars to watch <laughs> all of these. The f- yeah, the first one is uh, on Prime, available on Prime. Yeah, uh, uh, to stream, uh, not for free. I feel like you shouldn't say that. People will say like, it's on Netflix for free. It's not on Netflix for free. You're paying a subscription. Right, right. Don't let them trick you into thinking it's free, yeah. but the rest are all rentals. Mm-hmm. And I started five, walked away from it, got busy. Uh-oh, 48 hours is up. Had to rent that one twice. You had to rent the fifth one twice. Yeah, Jesus, and, and I know there's other, other means um, to, to get these movies like coming to Binge Movies, home video in sunny Tropical Akron, Ohio, where we have all the Police Academy movies on the shelf. Hey, one of the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then I read about how, I was reading about how old, uh, uh, the, the small voice lady. Um, oh, man, yeah. She ran into financial troubles. That's why Hightower's not in the last one, because they wouldn't bring her back, so he wouldn't come back. Oh, wow. And I was like, hopefully some of this... Two ninety nine gets to her. I'll I'll rent it twice. I hate to tell you this, none of that money's getting to her. She dead or something? No, it's just <laughs> you know that now this money's getting to any oh, of these yeah. people because like the, the ones that keep coming back, which is interchangeable because they'll come back and then they won't, and then they'll bring another one back from two movies before and whatever, whatever. Uh, I don't want to say it's diminishing returns, but you can tell they're definitely bringing back the people who they're not paying any money to after right. a certain point. Right, which is really kind of fucked up. But uh, without much further ado, I think it's time we move on. I'm looking at my watch. Let's dive in to 1984's comedy classic box office sensation. By the way, with the top grossing movies of 1984, the same year that Beverly's Hill, Beverly Hills Cop and Ghostbusters came out. Ghostbusters made around $250 million. This thing made $150 million. Not that far behind. It's insane. <laughs> Police Academy, which has a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's also insane. Police Academy. Where did you get this gun? Mom gave it to me. Mister, I am warning you, hot power! There, leave. Mean. Does the radio bother you? I can turn it down. Obscene. Each and every one of them striving 
to defend. You make me sick. Thank you, sir. I make everybody sick. I need a volunteer. That's me! I love it! I love it! The police academy is such a dangerous place! Honey, don't worry! What kind of man graduates? Can you get my kitty cat out of the tree? No problem, ma'am. Police Academy! All right, this film is directed by Hugh Wilson with a screenplay by Neil Israel, Pat Proft, and Hugh Wilson with a story by Neil Israel and Proft. It is the triumphant return of Steve Gutenberg, last seen in Short Circuit. It is the triumphant return of G.W. Bailey, last seen in Short Circuit. It is the triumphant return of Kim Cattrall, last seen in Big Trouble in Little China. It is the triumphant return of Don Lake, last seen in T2, Judgment Day. It is the triumphant return of Bruce Mahler, last seen in Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter. Uh, it is this film was released March 23rd, 1984, on a budget of 4.5 million. It made 149.8 million. Misfit recruits fail their way through learning how to serve and protect. That's it. That's the that's the plot synopsis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. What else do you need? Well, you're supposed to have one for me. Do you have one, Basler? A, a guy. For uh, oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. Insane reasons has to be a uh, go to the police academy to stay out of jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a real piece of shit. So the way we're gonna deal with you being a piece of shit is we're sending you to be a cop, and which then, may actually be how certain people become cops. Though, well, Th- this this movie may actually be more incisive on the criminal justice system than some of the copaganda we've been getting since 9/11. That's all I'll say. He has to go to <laughs> he has to go to the police academy, stay out of yeah. jail. Yep. And then he does. Yeah. Uh, which is an issue, I think, with all of these movies is that for a large majority of the films, there is people say movies have no plot a, a, a lot of the time. And I think they're oh, yeah. always yeah. wrong. They yeah. don't know what they're talking. They don't know what a plot is, you know? Yeah. But these movies, even if when they kind of establish a plot early on, they drop it. They drop for it. So long. The, yep. in, I'm just losing interest. And I guess I, I was going to say maybe I should focus more on Police Academy 1, but I guess it is kind of hard to talk about. You almost have to talk about the whole series. They're all kind of the same movie. A lot, because, right, they're the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, I will say this is the one that's probably the closest to we're trying to have some kind of a plot here. It doesn't make any sense. It's pretty ludicrous. Like this movie is definitely the byproduct of in 78, we get animal house, which is kind of the slob versus snobs eighties, raunchy comedy, even though it's 78 kind of the progenitor of those, those sex comedies that we got so many of in the eighties. It's also sort of also a response or a ripoff in some way of airplane with all of its visual gags. So it's like, if you, if you blended those two kind of movies, that's kind of the first Police Academy. But it's it's not really super raunchy like a lot of the 80s movies, but it definitely is snobs versus slobs. The, the middle of all of these movies, starting with this one, they are vignettes of Looney Tune characters, basically. Each of these cops is one thing. They're only one thing. <laughs> they all have a gimmick. They are that one gimmick. Until and Jones then, gets two things. He learns karate in the second one somehow. That's true. And that's now true. he's got yes. two. Yeah. Well, he learns karate because he can do ventriloquism to make it look like his voice is dubbed out of sync with his lips. Oh, that's apparently <laughs> the funniest joke of all time. Yeah. 
Gotta get that in every single one. So you laugh or you mock now, but Jones, I think, was by far the biggest star of these movies. He was the highlight. When you think Police Academy, you think Michael Winslow. You go the guy that did the sounds, right? He did the the, sounds. Now, are those sounds actually impressive? Many of them are not. No, I don't think so. I actually looked up, I looked up, uh, I tried searching for if anybody else on the internet said like, hey, these aren't that cool. What's the deal? But everybody seems to think they're very cool. I, well, he was a comedian, beatboxer fellow. He's still out there, still right. touring and stuff. But I, if I, you see his live stuff, he's actually kind of more impressive live. Yeah. And I just like, wonder, like, do they just have like shitty microphones? Like, why I <laughs> were they know. not able to capture this? Because it's just not good. No. Also, and this is a problem I had. Maybe not as much in the first one, but it but it comes up in the series. Do do people? When he's making sounds that that is supposed to be like like when the two people are eating in two three four or five, they seem to think they're making that sound. What? <laughs> no, that's a note that yeah, that's a note that I've made throughout the series that yes, he not only has the ability to make sounds that don't sound like whatever they're supposed to, he he has the ability to make people think that those sounds are actually coming out of them, including farts and bodily functions. Yeah, and in this, in the first and one, words, whole words. <laughs> in, in this one, they'll make yeah. he'll make like a squeaky shoe sound when Harris yeah. walks by or whoever. Okay, I guess I that's fine, but right, I'm burping, but I know I'm not, and nobody ever goes, oh, it's it's probably the guy that makes the sounds. Well, way late in the movie, when Harris eventually comes back, he's like, Jones? Like, there's one instance in which he's like, stop that. He's finally figured it out. He (laughs) finally, six movies deep, figured it out. But yeah, it takes about six movies. Okay, here are some taglines for the first Police Academy. I like your response, please. The new law enforcement recruits. Call them slobs. Call them jerks. Call them gross. Just don't call them when you're in trouble. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, sure. You know what? Thumbs up. Sure. Sure. Be a cop. All you do is join the farce. No. Thumbs down? Down. When these guys hit the streets, even the crooks die laughing. Down. You, that doesn't even really make sense. And Yeah, right. It's, that, also, it's, it's also the subtext there is cops hit the streets and kill. Kill. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. And it seems to imply that that the 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 goal is to make people laugh yeah but usually the criminals don't this time they're dying laughing. they're laughing yeah he made a criminal sound like he was farting when he wasn't and he's gonna think that's hilarious one of the cops is very tall and that's funny <laughs> that's a tagline that's a tagline no. that's pretty good uh, here's i like that <laughs> it could be one of them's very tall hey, also I don't know how tall Hightower is. Very. Yeah. But Tackleberry is like 6'4". Yeah, Tackleberry's a big, big boy. And they, they'll put him next to each other. Yeah. With no sort of like, let's make Hightower look taller. No. And it makes him look not like the thing they're trying to do. Yeah, he's probably like maybe 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's yeah. tall, but he's not that much taller than Tackleberry, who... If Tackle... The, the actor who played Tackleberry sadly passed away... But the character of Tackleberry, where do you think he was January 6, 2021? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's look at his Facebook. 
It's all over. He's not shy about it. Do your own research, mister. <laughs> he points a gun. <laughs> he points a gun at you. <laughs> but that was the peak of comedy in the 80s. This guy's a right-wing nut job who points gun at children and says, you know, now, mister. Wait, it's That's funny. And he does it to a shark. It's funny. Jaws. They, they could have made it more like. And in the first one, maybe it is a, a little bit more like, isn't this guy crazy? Isn't this guy insane? Yeah, def, the first one's definitely like, this guy's a fucking whack job. Yeah. And then, yeah, the further it goes on, it's like, this is cute how he wants to shoot everybody. That's Yeah, yeah. I like that. He, in Mission to Moscow, he gives a whole seminar on how you can't brutalize people anymore, and he's bummed out about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's a fascist, yes, yes. He's a right-wing fascist, yes. Okay, here's the last tagline. Okay. What an institution. <laughs> I, I guess, sure. I think what they're going for is like the police the academy is an institution, a mental institution. It's a, it's a nut house. The police academy is a nut house. Um, these are wacky characters. I'm going to grade on a curve. I'm going to give that one a thumbs up. I'm going to say that you put that on a poster. It wouldn't. I wouldn't scratch my head at that one. Okay. I understand uh, it. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> I, I that's the that's the minimum, right? Is, well, I, underst I understand the reference. I know what you're I doing. What do you I, mean yeah, the okay. criminals dilat? What do you what does that mean? What do that you mean? That one doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. Right. Two surprises that came to me from the first police academy is number one, it occurred to me that Chris Pratt has a real Steve Gutenberg energy. Oh, sure. I never would have put that together, but I think Chris Pratt is our closest modern equivalent to a Gutenberg. That, you know, I'll, that feels, that's the kind of stuff he should be doing. Scamp stuff. They He's don't make that kind of stuff anymore. No. Really. No, and, and you know, watching the first one, Police Academy 1, the first Police Academy, uh, there was sort of a, like, enjoyment in, like, oh, they, you, you don't see this anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, there's a novelty to it a little bit, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I will, I, obviously, uh, I don't know if cash grab is the right word, but kind of like you said, this is a, a movie that they, you know, we see other things being successful, let's do mm -hmm. that, let's make that. But there did seem to be, like, some amount of sincerity. Uh, the people cared about making making this one. Yeah, uh, in a way that that made me like it more. You, but, but you were saying something. I, I'm getting off on a <laughs> tangent of the good old days. A well, you've never seen you never seen this one, right? You've never seen no. any of these uh, films. Is that correct? Well, well, I have seen them, but it's been thirty plus years since I've seen any of them, and I probably remember this one the least because of all of them, this is the only one that's rated R. So right. I think this play, this played on TV the least. Or it was at least was the most heavily edited. I remember the sequels a lot more, mm -hmm. but um, because I haven't seen this one a bunch or haven't seen it in a long time, I didn't recall just how heavy of a usage there was of Frankie says relax. <laughs> <laughs> that song plays pretty consistently throughout yeah. this film, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, what? <laughs> and it's like that's like Gutenberg's, that's Mahoney's theme song is Frankie says relax. If you want to come. And it's like, what cool. in the world? Boom, doom, doom. Did, you, um, did you think it was funny when they would remind you that gay people 
uh, wait, are, wait, wait. are a thing exists wait, wait, in the you're, world. You're stepping on the I'm next sorry, game sorry, I wanted I'm to sorry. play I'm with sorry. you, okay. Matt okay. F. Basler. The game is called "Is It Still Funny?" Okay, I'm I'm ready. You are a comedian, a TikTok star, a musician. Uh, you're a funny guy. Joe says you're the funniest guy on earth. I love uh, that. You're, you're so funny now. He mimics the way that you speak when he speaks. I don't know if you noticed that. I find it very disturbing. I think there's a Megan situation going on there. Codependency between you and Joe. That's great. I don't know which one's the real doll, but something creepy is going on there. Real doll. Um, that's those expensive <laughs> sex dolls, right? The, yeah, yeah. The I don't doll. know which one of you is the sex doll. But okay. There's a unhealthy bond being uh, <laughs> formed there. <clears throat> it's all that basement time together. Mm. Um, is this still funny? Okay. Men dancing with men. Dude, I was cracking up. I was like, no way. What? Two guys dancing? How do they think of this stuff? One and of them likes it. Isn't that that's the punchline? The one guy liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and but but and it's so sad, right? Because then the thing is like he won't admit it. And yeah, now he's, a clo he's closeted again. And now man, you yeah. watch it and you go, you're not laughing. You're going, oh, oh that man. sucks. Like yeah, this guy's, guy's life yeah. sucks. Yeah. No, uh, no, that is not funny. Um, okay, next one. Okay. Is it funny? Is it still funny that there's a man named Leslie? <laughs> Not even sure. I marked that as supposed to be a joke. So, and his name is like Leslie Beverly or something. He's got two female oh. names, but he's a guy. Do you wow, get it? Wow. Wow. Um. Yeah, I guess I get it. I do. I guess I get it. I'm gonna. Sadly, I'm gonna put it in the not funny column being sexually assaulted by your commanding officer now i'm gonna put a caveat here it's not a man sexually assaulting a female officer it's a female officer sexually assaulting uh a female commanding officer sexually assaulting a recruit a male recruit the brown face recruit <laughs> uh who admits to being in brown face uh at some point george martin or whatever his name is who never appears again in these films Gets sexually assaulted by Callahan, who's Leslie Easterbrook, who I didn't remember being so hot, but I will say she actually is hot in these movies. And that's why it's okay. Because she's she's got big old she's titties. She's hot. And, and, she's got and, tig old bitties. And if you don't like it when she assaults you, that's actually a negative on on you. People will well, make fun of you for that. Yeah, because then you're gay. And that is very funny. It's very funny to be gay. To be that. Speaking of gay, are blowjobs funny? Are they still funny? Blowjobs can't be funny. Blowjobs, blowjobs can't can be, be funny. Now, unconsensual, yeah. non-consensual blowjobs, not that funny. Not, not funny. But I guess they seem to like it. What is the? So, Commandant Lassard is sexually assaulted in this movie, right? Right. <laughs> An elderly man, probably with dementia. That's the joke with him, right? Is that he's very old and he has dementia? Oh yeah, yeah. Very, very funny. Having a medical crisis. What is getting an involuntary blowjob from a woman, and then the punchline is he thinks it's a man. Are gay blowjobs funny? Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't think so. I don't. Is a Gutenberg blowjob funny? Like if he gave me one? I hope not. I Anybody. hope it would be romantic and wonderful. Would you laugh if Steve Gutenberg would blow? No. I would. Be, I would. No. You wouldn't laugh in his face? 
Of course not. I would try to make it a, a pleasant experience for for all, for all of us. Yeah. Uh, what, so she's under the po- so the deal is right that sex worker. Yep. And how does she get there? They somebody hires her for art. I think they're trying to hire her to get Mahoney or the the gang in trouble. Okay. The two goofs. I think bring her in and then Mahoney's like oh crap if we get seen as cop or the sex worker it's going to blow our chance because at this point he now cares and he wants to get all everybody great he's becoming the leader because he thinks the girl's pretty okay he thinks Kim Cattrall's pretty so he yeah correct so he's like we got to get her out of here so he's like taking her through the school to try to hide her and then just at that moment Commandant Lassard who has battling dementia horrible horrible form mm. of dementia uh, is bringing a crew of people in to give a speech in the middle of the day to five people. <laughs> so they hide in the podium because there's nowhere else to hide. And then because she's a sex worker, she's cock crazed. And when she sees a man zipper, she just has, has to pull it down to and do it. start going to town. And Gutenberg isn't aware of this at all because he's like trying to make sure they don't get seen because they're in the, the lectern. And then when he turns around, he sees her giving head. And then he's like, oh, boy. Okay. And then when everything's said and done, after Commandant has finished, if he still has those faculties to him, which it appears that he does, um, he, Gutenberg's the one who pops his head out. Right. Okay, because I, and this is. And then it comes back around again. When Commandant Lassard makes sure that Gutenberg gets blown at the graduation speech. Well, and I was going to say, this, I must, I'm being, you're going to think this crazy. I think yeah. I'm getting it confused with when the same thing happens in part three. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I think they brought the same lady, the same actress. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, yeah. hey, props to them for that. That's I'm uh, yeah. The continuity between blowjob sex workers in these movies is outstanding. It's that's okay. I, I get it. These are. Are cartoons, right? But like, yeah, blo- yeah. The thing of like, someone reaches for your zipper, and yep. you don't just go, "Hey, whoa, what are you?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's going on here? Let yeah. it happen is like, it's almost a bridge too far. I'm not there yet. I'm Police Academy one. I can still go. I guess he didn't have any reaction until it was in her. He just went with it. Whatever. Well, let- He's kind of a Ronald Reagan type, so his brain is mostly jelly beans. So he 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 probably he didn't recognize it okay, until you're right. Yeah, right. Uh, and, He's not and also, there. And also, I will say, uh, not particularly funny. No. Okay, so still not funny. No. What about this? Uh, is this still funny? Female cops. Is it funny that a woman is a police officer? It didn't uh, didn't strike me as um, uh, comedic. Uh, it also, I thought it was strange that they were, uh, in the beginning, uh, because they have opened the police academy to, uh, uh, more people, right? Like that was because the, of a liberal female mayor, right? Is going to let, uh, all crazy of, female mayors want fat slobs in the police academy. Colors they want and, gays and Jews uh, in the police academy. Well, and they say women, they say and women, women. Yeah. But then, uh, Callahan's already there. Callahan's yeah. already there. Yeah. And they seem to be fine. It's, you know, I guess that's how prejudice works. It doesn't make any sense. You know what? Maybe this movie is more of a, of a, of a, of a comment on uh, misogyny than I than I thought. Are, are we to believe that all these cops are bastards? Mm. But no, right? This series seems to end on it would be cool if cops could sh- shoot you, or I, I guess if cops could point a gun 
sideways at your nose. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the move, which I don't understand. They never point the guns like at their heads. It's always, is that funny? Is that funny? Pointing a gun at someone's nose? Ask Joe. He's a cop. I don't, yeah. we don't talk about that. I know. I know. I won't tell him what you said before we hit record. Okay. Was like, what was it? All the only good. It was longer, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that was the gist. The bad guys in this movie, uh, which is primarily, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Not Mauser, the other one. Harris? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Harris, his argument is, I want to produce the most mentally and physically fit cops for active duty. If we have to take all of these misfits and slobs and degenerates and criminals and nutcases then we're going to have a weak police force and it's going to actually like his argument is it's going to affect public safety. Mm -hmm. That's like in this first movie, that's like, I'm going to say it's grounded, but compared to where it goes in these other movies, his argument like rings of some kind of reality. It's sort of like the, the public will not be safe if we have unfit officers here. Right. Yes. Right. So let's take a look at the good guys, because that seems like a logical argument. Our good guys are, as we stated, a right-wing gun-loving head case mm-hmm. who's a white guy with a gun fetish who just loves to fire his guns off in public, which now is a horror movie if you really think about it. You have a desperately mentally ill man who believes that he is a machine, a sound machine. Yes. You have a morbidly obese middle-aged man who never appears again. Uh, who cannot oh, pass right. the physical whatsoever and d- like just absolutely just has no business you know, being a cop. An accident-prone man who lacks any and all depth perception or situational awareness, who just walking down a hallway is a threat to public safety. Mm-hmm. And the leader of this group is an antisocial jerk-off who's willing to do anything to not be a cop. He doesn't want to be a cop, and he's a sex pest. Oh, he's a creep. Yeah, he's a fucking creep. Let me see your thighs. Is Harris right (laughs) that these people have no business being cops? Yeah. At least most of them. Maybe a Hightower gets a pass. Well, his reason for not wanting Hightower, that's a problem. That is that's a real yeah, that's that's a a Harris is wrong for sure. (laughs) Right, yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I I guess right is the is the thing that like that the mayor is sort of which they don't say, but that that we could train up anybody. It, 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 our program should be good enough to prepare anyone to be a cop, yeah, because uh, we're so good at it. They don't address it like that. They they seem yeah the 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 idea seems to be slobs can be caught co- any like <laughs> anyone can do this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because right. like hooks, uh, hooks, <laughs> Sl- the tiny- s- s- slobs can be cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hooks, the tiny voiced lady. Yeah, um, is a very like there would have to be a pretty intensive training, I would think, to get her to to a, to a place where it would be safe for her to uh, uh, be involved in any kind of physical altercation or whatever. Yeah. And I will, the training does not seem that extensive In, or intensive no no well she ends up kind of becoming like a dispatcher in the later movies and that kind of makes sense you know it's a, it's also a gag because of her voice but it sort of makes sense right so like i think high tower and uh what'd you just call that one hooks hooks and even 
Jones to some extent. I mean, he is very mentally ill, but otherwise, mm-hmm. you could say, okay, like I could see these people being cops, right. but none of the rest of these people are fit to be cops, up to and including the guy who who's who uses brown face to have menage a trois with horny women by putting Spanish Man, fly in their drinks. It's funny that <laughs> the people you forget were in this series at all. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. They dropped him like a bad habit. They bring back Clumsy Guy in part seven. A couple of times, yeah. And yeah. I, I, he, he gets a hot dog or something, and everybody's like shielding themselves. I, I guess that he's going to spill mustard on I don't really know. I or maybe for, the hot dog would shoot out of the bun and go I into somebody's throat and kill him because he, he, kill, he kills quite a few people. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I forgot by that point what his thing was. Because he doesn't, th- there's a long stretch in the beginning. They bring him back. He doesn't really do anything for a long time. Yep. Or maybe he does. And I, I mean, there's a lot of like forgettable he, he, and blink if you miss it. But then, they, yeah, they start reacting to him in a way that I'm like, wait, what's going on, huh? Oh, right. Yeah. His one thing is he's a klutz. Yep. yep. In slobs versus snobs movie, there's usually some kind of stakes, right? There's stakes of like being accepted at your university, getting laid, closing a portal to a Sumerian hell dimension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are the stakes of Police Academy? I guess other initially, than, other than public safety, Mahoney will go to prison, right? Yeah, yep. So that's fine. Yeah, what, what, yeah, what's the problem with him going to prison? <laughs> like, why don't I care that this guy who's a fucking creep asshole is And his dad's a cop, right? Dad and grandpa or something like that. So yeah, he's, he's not like, yeah. going to jail. He's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, Especially in the 80s. He's not going to jail. And he's a guy that thinks only homosexuals sleep, apparently. That's right insane what a crazy <laughs> also that was weird because he says that like isn't that fun like i'm the hero i'm saying a hilarious thing and then later yep. they did something they do like a homophobic thing but but they're like trying to paint that person as a like it was a bad thing to do i don't know i can't track these films i don't know what they're trying to say you, are you are you saying that there's no moral to this message it seems like they go for what they think is the funny joke at the uh, time at the time and yeah and they don't they don't care any other way uh, but that's that is the stakes right that's the main thrust is that Mahoney will go to prison if he doesn't make it through the police academy and he doesn't want to get kicked out if he gets kicked out by Harris is that it is that the whole movie is that yeah cool Okay. Can I just tell you that I don't give a shit whether or not he goes to prison? I don't give a fuck about Mahoney. I, I do not like his character. I actively dislike him. And I do, and here's my, uh, the thing, I do like Steve Gutenberg. I, I the, 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 the uh, what do you call it? Like, sort of the thing he's portraying, the sort of lovable scamp, written as not a uh, sex predator monster. Right. I think I could have liked it right like well i think he's kind of trying to be written like bill murray's character from stripes to some extent okay or right a lot yeah. of the characters that tom hanks was playing at the time yes. from like bachelor party or whatever and i kept thinking as i was watching this movie would mahoney be more likable if it were hanks and i think the answer is yes or would it would it be funnier if it were bill murray and i think the answer is yes 
Yeah. Like this is not good yeah. material, but the right actor yeah. as Mahoney can do something with sure. it. And I again, I'm not anti Gutenberg, but there, there is something about the combination of the material and Gutenberg that makes the it makes his character kind of repulsive. And and probably yeah, when he's going. Let, let me see your thighs. I'm your commanding officer. Show me your fucking thighs, honey. <laughs> So weird. weird. I just don't. That's another one of those things that I'm like, I don't even know what that means. How would she do that? What are you? What are you wanting? In the Take world your shorts of off. the movie. Take your shorts off. That's fucked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because they're outside. Well, he you know what's real it. fucked is that she ends up falling in love with him for no reason, and the way she shows him that she's in love with him is she's outside the window showing him her thighs. Oh yeah. Hey. Well, I was about to. I was gonna say. This these movies ha- seem to have a real problem writing female characters, but yeah, that's sort of unfair. They don't write character. There's no characters. Yeah, they don't write all. characters, let alone female characters. Right. Uh, old Kate, Kate gets gets done pretty dirty. She comes up later, and I only know her name because somebody goes, "Is that Kate?" Uh, which almost seemed like, "Oh, we forgot to give this character a name earlier." <laughs> Honestly, there's so many different love interests for Mahoney and then other female characters. I don't know even know what the, which one you're fucking talking about. Well, I'll tell you this. It's not Mahoney. It's the first fake Mahoney. It's our first... Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Mahoney All replacement. Right. I got you. All right. Lloyd Braun. Okay. All that being said, I can't say that this isn't a movie. Because it's, it's, it, it, was cl- it was clear... Certain. It has, it has clear things that movies need to be movies, which is more than what I can say for some of the later entries in the series. There are, in a weird way, as much as we've dogged it, there are like, I wouldn't say funny, I would say affable. There are affable moments. And to me, most of them come from Bubba Smith as Hightower. I like the way his character is portrayed, his sort of not really being a good actor, but kind of having a weird charm to him somehow. Uh, and him almost being a real, almost being a character in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's not anymore after this, but they almost write Hightower as a person. Big strong and guy has a flower shop. Yeah, yeah, he's the, got a backstory. He ends up getting kicked out due to racism, but he comes back to save the day. Ba 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 ba. I will say that I got two chuckles out of it, and and one was Hightower, and the other was when the criminal who also comes back at one point, I think in the yeah. film or whatever. He's in a lineup, wearing, right? Is wearing a Vassar uh, <laughs> sweatshirt. So he's this absolute degenerate street gutter punk, but he went to Vassar. <laughs> that is kind him. of funny. Yeah. So I give this one a five out of 10, and it is my number four for the week, I think. Let, let, me, let me ask you this. What, what yeah. is a five to you? Well, it's out of 10. So that's like a five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. But like, is that like. It's an F. Okay, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know yeah. if you're, uh, yeah. I use American grading, American gotcha. uh, grading scale, yeah, 50%, uh, so that's an F, right? I think you're I'll in- go, I, I, I had a four in mind, but, but especially if a five is 50%, and uh, I, I could have I watched this in a vacuum by itself and walked away from it saying, you know, Two years Meh. later, someone says, you yeah. like Police Academy? I go, oh, I, I guess. Yeah, sure. It's whatever. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, five. It's innocuously racist, homophobic, transphobic uh, 
propaganda. <laughs> Certainly a couple a couple lines I would definitely like to see taken out. Yeah, uh, right. Things that I think in five years from now, I'll go, oh, I can't believe I was okay with that then. Oh yeah, yeah. As time yeah. goes on, more yeah. and more of these things will become like, oh, they should have, they should, that's bad. They shouldn't have well, said that. Well, it was really funny is as the series goes on, they really kind of start dropping all that stuff. So you can actually tell yeah. it's like a, the passage of time, but like 1988, they're like, eh, no more gay jokes. <laughs> they're yeah. just like, from 84 to 88, they're like, oh, society's shifted. Guys, this my nephew's funny actually anymore. gay, so, uh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's time to move on to Police Academy 2, their first assignment, which came out in 1985 and currently has a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. We missed you at the Academy. Oh, thanks. Not that much. If great men graduate from the Police Academy every year... Let's go! Then who are these guys? Give it to me! Now look, I'm serious. That's my... Oh, I'm sorry. Ah! Police Academy 2. Time to deploy for school. I'll go when I'm ready. Their first assignment. You're ready now, mister. Ah! Now playing at a theater near you, check your local listings. Police Academy 2 is directed by Jerry Paris. It was written by Barry Blaustein. Yes, that Barry Blaustein. And Dave Sheffield. It's the triumph return of Colleen Camp. Last seen in Wayne's World and Clue. Triumph return of Jason Hervey. Last seen in the Monster Squad and Back to the Future, WCW legend Jason Hervey. It's trying for a return of Bobcat Goldthwait, last seen in Scrooge many, many moons ago. Uh, I think this might be the cinematic debut of Bobcat Goldthwait. This is the thing that broke him mainstream, honestly. This film was released March 29th, 1985, on a budget of $7.5 million. So up, it still made $115 million. Uh, the dimwits and misfits hit the streets and target the poor and disenfranchised as a tool of oppression for the state. <laughs> okay. There's a gang, and they got to stop them. Little note here, the late, great Julie Brown uh, is not really a character, but she makes an appearance in this movie. Did I know that? Who's that? What's she do? Accordion. She had an accordion. Cool. <laughs> she did a bunch of comedies. No, she's not the accordion. The accordion's the other one. Tenuta. Tenuto? Yeah, yeah, Judy, yeah, Judy yeah, Tenuto. Yeah. The first award goes to the funniest female comedy club stand-up comic, and Judy Tenuto. I want to ask you a question. Come closer to the goddess. Come closer. How many of you ever started dating someone because you were too lazy to commit suicide? Yeah, Judy, yeah. No, uh, Julie Brown was in Earth Girls Are Easy. Okay. She might actually might not be dead now that I think about it. I think she's dead. Is she dead? She seems to be alive. Well, well that fucked up. You fucked up. Not you that. Fucked up. You, you fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. Whoops. Julie Brown is alive. Julie T Judy Tenuto is dead. Okay. Okay. Uh, we did it. We got it. Yeah. Proud of us. PG-13, uh, the crass non-PC humor of the first film if that's your favorite part, then you will likely see this as a watered-down version because they start to diminish the overt racism and overt homophobia to some extent. Uh, but the other thing they water down is Gutenberg. There's less Gutenberg. Even though he's the main character, he's kind of barely in this one, really. And therefore, I actually find it less obnoxious. I also think it's less comedic or trying to be funny, but it's also less taxing. 
So it's slightly more affable than the original. And I will say this, I think Art Matrano as Mauser is the better heel. I think Mauser is the better heel to Harris, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I would have thought that the series would have gone in a way that like Ma Mauser becomes the real bad guy and yeah. Harris is like, he sucks, but he's with them now. You know, he's like, yeah, well, right. I he, know you He guys. eventually, yeah, yeah. He uh, becomes part of the misfits. Yeah. Which they kind of, I mean, he does, like, Harris soft, well, I don't know if he softens exactly, but he becomes more of a cartoon yes. villain. Like, he's yep. he, he's a a cartoon. I mean, he's a total. It's, he's like Snidely Whiplash <laughs> and Proctor is right. uh, Muttley. Yeah. Uh, Proctor, jeez Louise. Uh, Proctor! And, and, <laughs> Harris is not in this at all, right? He no, no, he's not in this one. He's not in this one or the third one. He comes back, I think, in the fourth one. Yeah, so this is, there's a, right, the, there's a gang. Yep. We got to stop the gang, and then we sometimes are dealing with that. Most of the time, it's just a montage nope. of. The gang is led by Bobcat Goldthwait, who I think is like Jed or Jez or Zed, Jez or, Zed or Zit, zit or something yeah and yeah it's set up in the beginning and then they kind of maybe commit crime in the middle a little bit but for the most part we don't see the gang anymore it's just a series of they're they, these goofballs are patrolling the town and getting in all these looney tune events vignettes and then gutenberg then suddenly has to go undercover become a part of the gang break into their lair and capture the bad guys and all everything goes haywire and that all happens in the span of five minutes and then there's an award ceremony and the movie is over it's all of these movies end with a graduation or an award ceremony or something where they can play that fuck a police academy theme ad nauseum that sounds yeah. like uh that that children's that five little ducks saw you know that thing no five little ducks went out to play oh yeah yeah, yeah. yes it starts, yes it does holy I, shit i think of it every time they start wow the uh yeah man this this is really where like so these two i watch back to back Ooh yeah and it and i'm and i'm sorry police academy sequels you all suffer from just fatigue of police academies and like, okay, when people say movies have no plot, usually they're wrong. Usually it's a thin plot and they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I guess you could argue this has a thin plot. We have to stop the gang. They do do that. But man, that is not what this movie like no. is. No, this movie is ramshackle. That's what this movie is. And it is a ramshackle, barely strung together, barely coherent series of repeated gags that we've already yeah. seen in the first movie. And this lady has got a quiet voice, and sometimes she screams. And by the way, nothing against Hooks or the lady who plays her. She's not good at either the quiet voice no. I, or the screaming voice. She does not have a mousy voice, and she's not good at yelling. She's not like She has one gimmick. She's shit at it. You would think they would have... In the audition, right, you pick one of those to be the thing. Like, you have yep. a lady come in and scream, and it's like, okay, she can scream good, so you pretend to have a mousy voice. They seem to choose a woman with a normal, normal voice. voice who could do <laughs> neither one. Neither one. Very yeah. well. Yeah, right. And, yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah, we know. We know the joke. She's going to yell at some point. Like, how that can't yep. be funny again. And we've seen Tweety Bird do this joke already. Bingo. Like, Bingo. I just don't understand. 
I mean, I, I understand that they made money and they kept making money and that's the right. whole thing. But I just don't understand who like would have thought this was funny. I don't know. Maybe going to see movies was different back then, but you could have gone and seen <laughs> Ghostbusters. Right, right. Good right, movies yeah. existed. This came out the same year as Back to the Future. That's bonkers. That's a yeah. good look. I don't, you don't have to love Back to the Future, but it's a good movie. It's I would, a good movie. I, I think yeah. it would be difficult for anyone to see that and go, this is bad, this is too dated, anything like that. So, like, good movies are being made. You could go to the theater and see that. But people would go see Back to the Future and then go see this. Were people at the time going, yes, those were both movies. I feel similarly about these two things. <laughs> Uh, I think some people must have. I don't think the critics did because all of these movies were hated by critics. But because uh, I remember being a kid back in the day and watching Siskel and Ebert just eviscerate these movies on every episode of At the Movies, mm -hmm. whatever it was called at the time. Um, here's 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 the thing. I think this is pre-internet. Sure. I think I think people were fucking bored. That makes uh, you're right. okay. And they didn't produce as many movies back in the 80s. They didn't make as many movies. And movies hung around longer, and you were fucking bored. And this is, these come out in March. So it's like, it's like the shitty time of year. Yeah. Where it's not really winter. It's not really spring. And honestly, it's fucking cold most places, but it's, it's wet. It's like rainy. It's dark. It's one dreary. of these a year. Yep. I mean, maybe that's not so bad. Maybe seeing some Bugs Bunny pranks and live action. Once a year. And, and you, see, I think you're onto something there too, because I think that even more so in the 80s, the, the Looney Tunes style of humor, which th these are, I mean, to compare these two is to besmirch Looney Tunes, but I think the Looney Tunes style of humor still had a huge cultural influence on what was considered funny because you had, at this point, like two generations at least that had been raised on it, and it was sure. still, they were still airing them on television on Saturday mornings, right? So, um, uh, funny thing in these two is like, so uh, in part seven, I think, uh, so, someone like hits a knife on a table, and it flies, and it like sticks in a guy's, you know, like a knife thrower situation. Mm -hmm. And I was telling uh, Courtney, my lover, uh, Oh, I, I bet that the knife doesn't, you don't see any motion of the knife. Because most of these are just like a cut and a sound effect. Yes. I was going to point that out too. They, they, they make no effort to actually shoot the gags. The and gags that, almost always happen off screen. Yes, and that is yep. the one. Well, maybe not the one. Hey, I, should, I didn't rewind them all. Uh, but they do actually have the knife fly to the door. Fly to they actually his, fucking show shirt. it. Uh, and I was very proud of them because, yeah, like someone gets stuck in a basketball hoop and it's you, you see him jump off the like whatever thing they're getting flown off of. Yeah. See like a reaction shot of someone going, "Ooh, oh, no. And then cut to them inside the basketball hoop. Brother, I have the same fucking note. And I started here at this second movie because yes. it's like a car, there's like a car crash. And that's when it started to dawn on me where it's like the cars are speeding towards each other. It cuts to the reaction shot. You hear the crunching. And then it's just like a shot of you don't even see the the car impact. It's just like some smoke, and the car, and you see like you're in through the windshield. Or like oh, like a cartoon, <laughs> and you're like, oh fuck, they didn't film any of these gags. That's the other thing that kind of neuters it. If okay, if you're gonna do a Looney Tunes knockoff, basically, or you use that style of humor, like Airplane, 
you have to show the gag. Right. Yes. The physical comedy is the fucking point. They these movies were made so cheaply and so poorly that they cut away from the what was essentially the physical gag punchline. So there's it extracts even the chance yeah. of humor from these movies. Uh, and that's another thing. I would just love to be there while someone, you know, some young, hungry, whatever, someone working on a film set, you know, and they got the script out or whatever. And they go, okay, so I'm thinking, like, if we just get, like, a pneumatic um, exactly, arm or yeah. something. <laughs> and then director go and director's no. like, we want to film it. We'll just put a sound effect. Come on, kid. What do you have? Uh, we only got a million bucks here. We yeah, we have no time. We got no time. Yeah, we'll just cut away from it. Yeah. Now, uh, right. can't tell her get her top off. Uh, sir, this one's actually PG. What? What? No! <laughs> I don't make these kind of pictures. You're you're exactly right. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, I my experience of watching this one because it tries to be less funny. I think it's I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just sort of there. Mm -hmm. My experience of it was I wrote I wrote down in my notes. This is background noise. The movie. It's, oh, and and you could you could look over and catch a gag and go, <laughs> and go yeah. back to whatever you're doing. I I my eyes were glued to the screen. I wasn't scrolling through my phone. I wasn't doing other things. I was just taking some notes, but that was it. And I was I would say this movie is inoffensively unengaging, which is kind of a nothing statement. This is a nothing movie. And then I there was somebody else uh, in the area where I was watching this, and they were not watching it, but they could hear it. <laughs> and they came in when it was over, and they said, it felt like, because so they could hear it, like I could hear it, it felt like a movie was playing in an empty room. <laughs> That's <laughs> somebody <laughs> Is it you left the TV left the TV on and something just came on, but there was nobody actually in the room. Were you doing that thing where you're laughing so hard, no sound is coming out, like you can't even breathe, cracking up so much? Uh, something like that. No sound was coming out. Hey, this yeah. is also the one. I think this this is where we get it because Zed's little buddy, right? Um. I can't think of his name. He he owns the antique store in this yeah, one. Yeah, and yeah, cop yeah. later. But they the cops go in there and they just blow this place apart, shoot it up. Yep. And then they they cut to like the they're getting reprimanded or whatever, and they're like, "You guys, this is crazy. You know, you can't be doing this." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. So from now, it's going to be the fallout from from that mistake." And we just. That's it. We move on from that. It's yeah. over. I, I, they should absolutely be uh, in prison for <laughs> what they did in that store. Cops don't go to prison. Don't go to prison. But I'm saying all cops should be in prison is what I'm saying. Oh, I That's see. what yes, I'm saying. Right. I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. It's just you're weird be, that they. Th you're going to be doing that Patreon by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that they bring up. And I maybe they even get better at it where their their little vignettes don't you wouldn't think they would have any implications. But in but in this one, especially that antique store, it seems like the premise is gonna be how can they solve yeah. this when they're not even cops anymore? And they just drop it yep. entirely. Yeah, because it's building towards this is their first assignment as graduates, so they're gonna go off into the world and then they fuck up and they gotta get back in yes. to being cops like that that feels like what the 80s plot would be like oh right. we went out we fucked up 
and and, and it basically makes it as an excuse to do the same movie over again. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, that's not. Which is classic 80s sequel stuff. But no, no, it just gets dropped. Yeah. I have too many funny gags where someone hits someone with a laugh. You ever seen Three Stooges? Ever seen, <laughs> we're gonna do that. We're just gonna yeah. do that. Not p- poorly. There, you won't. Don't worry. No one. There's no danger. No one's gonna get hit with the ladder. I'm gonna swing it. We're gonna play a sound effect. Gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the thing, right? We've seen by this point Fatty Arbuckle, Charlie Chaplin, Abbott and Costello, the Three Stooges, every iteration of the Three Stooges, yes. the Marx Brothers. They showed the gags. Yes. Which, by the way, when when someone does get. Like, they'll do the thing with the board where two people, someone's holding it over their shoulder, they turn and, like, hit two people in the head or whatever. Yeah, right. They are, I mean, because I'm sure most of these people are not necessarily comedians or physical comedians. They're, yeah. are, they are bad at it. When it does happen, yes, it's very telegraphed and, and uh, pretty poorly done anyway. Uh, so maybe they're right to not show it. Maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> This movie might be a movie left on accidentally playing only to an empty room. But I still think I preferred it to the first one, which is why I'm giving a 5.25 out of 10. It's my number three. Les Gutenberg is better for me. Um, it's a it's a 4.5 for me. I mean, I watched him back. To, I, I know that is factoring in. I'm trying to not let it. Yeah. But it does. It feel, felt like way less of a movie to me. Um, four point five. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it. I th- I, I do have in my notes. <laughs> he can jump real high now. Uh, when Jones jumps over a fence oh, and does karate, he and just I, flies now. Like, yeah. What is this? He's, this is he's a, a thing? superhero now. Yeah. Okay, cool. I guess. Yeah, he yeah. believed he. It's like the boy who could fly. He believed he was a robot so much oh, that he's yeah. become a robot. He made a jump sound, and that, that yeah did it. Did he do the $6 million man sound or was it a different one? Well, the, I think you asking was it a different one is sort of a, a, a you're barking up the wrong tree. There are no, he does the same ones. It's just the right, same right. thing every time. Right, right, right. You're right. You're right. All right, moving on. More of the same. This might be the good one. I don't know. We're going to find out. Police Academy 3, back in training, which came out in 1986 and is currently rated at 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Police Academy 3, The Old Graduates. Party, Party, sir. Sir. Where do I go to register? The new recruits. Shit! You're gonna make one heck of a cop. Thanks, Dad. Oh, would you give this to Mom for me? Oh. It takes one. What's the word? Kill. To no one. Police Academy 3, back in training. Where they belong. Rated PG. Starts Friday, March 21st at a theater near you. Police Academy 3 was directed by Jerry Paris. It was written by Gene Quintano. It is a triumph return of Brian Tachi. Uh, last seen in uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's Leonardo, I believe. And uh, he plays the very racist caricature, Cadet Nagata. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was released March 21st, 1986. If you thought Long Duck Dong was too sensitive a portrayal of Asian culture... May I introduce to you Cadet Nogata. This was released March 21st, 1986, on a budget of $12 million. It made 107.6. Diminishing returns, but it still made 100 times its fucking budget. Incredible. 
The Misfits return to their gimmicks and their alma mater in an attempt to save it from budget cuts. Yeah, the there's two there's two police academies, by the yeah. way. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, one of them is going to close, and they yep. have, they don't let it be. Which there. is announced at a graduation that, ceremony. They announce everything at these graduations. <laughs> yes, a, a beautiful, wonderful day for these uh, uh, yeah. bastards. Uh, <laughs> and they go, oh, and and by the way, uh, we are closing a school. And oh, uh, by the way, Lassard does have to retire. Yeah, yeah. And he's too old because he's old. <laughs> oh, and uh, and by the way, uh, boo, my uh, my wife, she's very ill, very ill, gonna die soon. Uh, by the way, you're going to Russia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, let's yeah. not do that. Let's yeah. send it, put it in the newsletter or something. I feel like this one of all of them has the most plotting, but also the most racism. Yeah, and depending on what you're looking for, you know, yeah. maybe this is your kind of movie. Uh, yeah, it's also the most sexist because this is the one where Mahoney is a real serial predator who at this point has sexually harassed every woman he has met at this academy. It wasn't just a Kim Cattrall who, by God's grace, went off and did Mannequin 2 or whatever and decided to never make another one of these police academy movies. Uh, although she might now, if she might be open to the, to the offer. She did, hey, she didn't come back for Sex and the City. We, will she come back for the Police Academy reboot? The legacy sequel? Mm, uh, I don't know. She seems reboot. to have some amount of... Uh, what's the word? You ever see her do that, do that scat, scat thing when her husband plays bass? Uh, I thought up. you meant something else when you said scat. No. Well... <laughs> Could still, I mean, hey, she likes a she likes a soundtrack. Uh, yeah. uh, give it a Google, give it a YouTube Google. Kim Cattrall scatting husband based. It's uh, it's something. It's something. Don't to see. Google scat play Kim Cattrall. Well, Be go careful. incognito before you yeah, do. Yeah, go yeah, incognito. Yeah. Um, boy, this is getting middle of the bunch. Uh, yeah. Maybe I should point out that this was. Still during the time that I thought there were six Police Academy movies. <laughs> You're like, halfway, baby! I, absolutely. It was, it was when I went to uh, Rent Part 4 that I saw it, w whatever six is. And it w yeah. I knew Mission to Moscow was the last one and six was called something else. And I'm like, wait a second. No, that... No, no, no! <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't... Boy, man, I do not remember much about this. I do remember... Bobcat becomes a cop. Bobcat becomes a cop. His little yep. buddy becomes a cop. Yeah, the, the, the one that they targeted with abuse, police brutality, and they destroyed his livelihood. He has no other choice but to now become a police officer because he has no fucking income. Klutz, Klutz's wife becomes a cop. But I don't this. think Klutz is in it very much. He's no. like in it at the beginning, but then he's not in the actual movie, but Klutz's wife becomes a cop, yeah. Then she for, disappears too. She's not in it. I, th yeah, no. it, it's a setup, and then there's no payoff. I kind it. of will uh, applaud. Is maybe not that's a little too strong, but they seem to be saying, "Hey, a lot of the cast is moving on. We need a new, you know, group of of new generation." Uh, yep. And if these are going to be called Police Academy, maybe we should focus on the police the academy. academy. Yeah. So, so they do more of, of a job in this one than any of the others of like 
establishing a new yep. group, uh, and we still have some some legacy cast in there. Uh, but uh, boy, I, I like Bobcat. I I don't. I think that this thing he does is is of its time. I don't like this. Did you ever think about like maybe getting some contact lenses or something like you know? You look good, you know. You had him there just for like a minute. He was he was scared. He was like flinching. His face went. Is Bobcat the best part of this movie or the worst part of the movie? Man, because the thing is, I do think Bobcat's funny, and I think he's a good director. I like his his movies that he. So you're a sicko. I'm a I'm an absolute sicko. Uh, yeah. And I like that movie. Uh, yeah. World's Greatest Dad, I think, is great, 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 great movie. Yeah, maybe it's just that one, honestly, because I didn't think uh, what's that one, the America Shakes the Clown. Well, I can appreciate Shakes the Clown. Uh, <laughs> no, the Amer- uh, uh God bless America, something like that. Yeah. That didn't, it didn't do. I don't know. It didn't do it right. For me. Anyway, whatever. But Bobcat seems like a cool guy. He seems like a funny guy. Uh, I mostly know him now from, I don't, he was on the panel for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me for a long time. I don't know if he still is, but he was, which was a weird, it's like Bobcat's on NPR, but it kind of <laughs> made sense. I guess it's a big swing. I certainly would have loved it as a kid. I would have thought this was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and maybe it's one of those things that's sort of been, um, impressions of this. There's characters in cartoons that are basically yeah. this thing he's doing. Uh, that sort of just you know. Did you uh, uh a thing that I did wrong was I watched Full Metal Jacket after pretty, pretty, you know I was I was in my twenties when I watched it, and I had see, heard everybody do the impressions of of Arlie Army. Oh, I thought you were going to say I watched Full Metal Jacket after watching these Police Academy movies. Yeah. I was like, uh, wow. Just what a, a companion piece. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're no, both but- about trying to graduate from a training. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but it was hard to appreciate Full Metal Jacket because yeah. I had, and, and, and people would say all those things like they were funny like they were supposed to be funny like he wasn't a monster you know like, yeah yeah you fuck uh, a guy in the ass without having the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around and that was like the joke but it, when you watch it's like oh no he's yeah he's a monster yeah. he's not supposed to be funny yeah so i i think this like zed character it's like i have experienced this through tiny tunes and and you know so people presented bobcat as if he as if it was supposed to be funny but what you're saying is really he's a monster he's a monster he yeah he's a he's a sociopath psychopath he was a gang leader (laughs) yeah yeah. he was the main antagonist of the last movie but because the movie put him on the map and he is actually like more popular by this point than gutenberg they're like well we got to bring him back and he's we might as well make him part of the team now that's good too it's like he didn't go to prison he didn't Nothing happened from Mahoney didn't go to prison. He became a cop. What's the difference? Maybe they offer that to everyone now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey man, you yeah. can go to prison or you can join the police academy. I know you did a lot of raping. Did he? You, Is that I mean that's no, probably well, and gang members and whatnot. Probably yeah, implied. implied. A lot of he, drug dealing, a lot of raping, maybe some murdering, definitely some uh, you know, assault and battery. Well You wanna become a cop? You wanna oh, become oh. a cop? Prisoner cop, prisoner cop. Hold the phone because 
Maybe not. The the criminals in these movies seem pretty tame. They're no, maybe, they still they, they steal a lot of TVs. They steal TVs and they maybe sort of hassle you. They'll spray paint you. Uh yeah. as, as they do to the uh they, Jewelry store. They steal from jewelry stores. Steal from a jewelry store. I get it. Yeah. It's annoying. I don't like it. They'll point a gun at your nose. Yeah. Uh, but it seems to actually be the cops themselves that are We're doing the sexual criminals. assaults and that's, and that's actually true. Yeah. And the real crimes and and the yeah. the violence and yeah, real property damage. I think we're coming back around to that. These movies are making more of a social commentary than we thought than we ever realized. Yeah. By by making a criminal. A police officer, it's it's not a joke. It's actually a commentary that the police are the real criminals. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. God, okay. Yeah. Continue. I gotta let this sink in a little. I think Bobcat is the best and worst part of the movie. I think he is both. I think I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know that was yeah. an option when you asked. <laughs> I, think, I think all of my chuckles come from Bobcat, uh, and all of my groans come from him in this movie. I love the fact that they introduce a regatta, which is the 80s equivalent of a blue laser beam in the sky. There's so many movies that have regattas in them. And I thought, okay, well, the police academy people are going to have to win a regatta but they go to a regatta. The regatta never happens. Instead, there's a chase sequence of the world's tiniest boats and jet skis. Have you ever <laughs> seen boats and jet skis so tiny? It's unreal uh, how fucking ineptly done that sequence is. Is it, this is the one? This is that one? Yeah. Dang. I believe you. So uh, when they get to the regatta and the gang leader, who's not Bobcat, but the gang leader from the first movie shows up again, the, la the biggest laugh of the movie for me is when the governor says to the Vassar gang leader, you must be breaking your mother's heart. And the Vassar bad guy goes, why don't you ask her? She's right over there. Yeah. And the mom has a mask on and she lifts the mask off and she's dressed as a chef and she goes, hi, very proudly. <laughs> not, it's not bad. Yeah, that is, that's an approximation of a joke. And I laughed. Maybe I was just starved for laughter, but it was timed. It was paced. Yes. There was a setup. There was a punchline. It was tonally appropriate. It was a joke. And it, it landed. I is this funny. the one where Bobcat goes to the poetry reading? I don't fucking remember that. Did could be. That this could be movies? another one. But he, he gets up there. He's supposed to tell him about. No, no, no. That's Citizens on Patrol. Are you talking about the one about the fart, the fart poem? Yes. That now look the poem. That wasn't a poetry reading. That was a picnic in the park with this the woman he's dating. I think you might he be right. Her, I think he she does reads a po love poetry and yeah. then he gives a poem. No, back about you're right, and I think that farting. is this one. Now the poem not funny. No. I think it is supposed to be not. Yeah. But when he goes, I didn't write it. That yes. was funny. That's good. Yes. That made me yeah. laugh. Oh, well, made me laugh. I don't think that's true. I think it made me go. <laughs> Huh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, I don't think that this is the best directed movie of I all time. No, but I think it's one of the better entries in the series. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree to that. <laughs> yeah. I think, as I said at the beginning, Part three, one of the best.
Yeah, it really yeah. is. Uh, that's not saying much because I give it a 5.35 five out of 10. I'd go to a 5. I, I'd go back to a 5 for this one. It's my number three, yeah. Uh, I, Callahan has to stop having sex with students, but... Has to, yeah. Now, this time she's having sex with a student doesn't even speak English. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's a great power imbalance there, but yeah, she fucks oh. his brains out. Now, uh, is Harris... Is that his school? Whose school is that? Or is it Mauser? It's Mauser School, who apparently is now also a commandant. Because he, yeah, right. What? Like, what? Uh, he was like a captain in the first one. Now he's also a commandant who also has his own school. Because I yeah. missed initially that, that, uh, he, he was at Mauser School first and he was like, we can't have someone eating rice in our school all the time. Oh, and that's it's how awful. He got sent. Yeah. And I think that is, uh, 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 I guess Mauser is more of a full-on villain. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. like, he's part of the police force. I feel like it's a mistake to make your part of the police force bad guy who's not, like, the bad bad. Like, he's not the, the gang leader, right? To yeah, make him yeah. just overtly racist. Like, straight Oh, he says up. a series of racist things, and the two goons from the first one, not uh, Portico or whatever the fuck his name is, the... The, the the two idiot goons end up becoming spies in right. the Sards, and they flat out call Hightower everything short of the N-word. Now that, and I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with what they say. It's awful. Those, but yeah. those guys are bad. Like, I feel like you could put them as full-on scum, right? But, yeah, so what you're, what you're saying is that usage of the term is not supposed to be funny. It's, it is bad that they did it. Yes. And the right. movie acknowledges that these are fucking Correct. racist because the one guy's got like a Confederate flag on his fucking car. And, and it seems to imply, and, wouldn't that be crazy? Like, isn't that a bad thing? Yeah, uh, yes. But, yes, but yes. then to make like Mauser or a Harris character silly. But, well, no, I'm saying like to make them that full on racist, you can't, we'll never like them. Well, and I think we're supposed to kind of like Harris to some degree, right? Like he's. Yeah, right. Uh, but they they give them lines like that too. Yep. And in my opinion, a mistake. <laughs> what, one of the flaws right. of the police academy films. Deeply racist. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that comes in my number three. Like I said, it's a five point three five. It's a what for you and a what for you. It, it'd be. I, I, well, I'll go. You know what? I'll go four point nine. So ranking is easy. Uh. Basically, it's on the level of Police Academy 1, but I will put it slightly under, so the ranking of mine is, makes sense, right? Okay, all right, all right. Well, let's move on to, I guess, your favorite, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, which came out in 1987 and currently has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> They're all zeros from here on out, folks. Those dedicated graduates are back. <laughs> See them in your neighborhood while you still have one. Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, rated PG. Starts Friday, April 3rd. This was directed by Jim Drake. It was written by Jim, Gene Quintano. It's a triumphant return of Sharon fucking Stone, last seen in Basic Instinct. Uh. It's a triumphant return of Randall Tex Cobb, last seen in Liar Liar. It's a triumphant return of Billy Bird, last seen in Home Alone. This was released April 3rd, 1987 on a budget of $17 million. Budget keeps going up. Profits keep going down. $76.8 Still a lot of money, given the budget. I, I'd take it. 
Cops empower the public to terrorize each other as a lead up to the first purge. <laughs> uh, four. <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I want to remember. I want to see if I can remember what this movie's about. This is where they get the, the granny to be a cop who's also a gun toting right wing maniac. Is, is, so is, am I correct that it's crime is up so they have citizens be cops? Yep. Yeah, they just the they, they, <laughs> all of them. That's the other one. Crime yeah, is up, right. something, something. Yeah, this is the one where they basically just like deputize random citizens to shoot people in public. And and I believe right we're because Harris's position is that's a bad idea. But yeah, again, yeah, he's the racist is the voice of reason. But yes. we're supposed to go, come on, man, that's a let cool. Their, let that grandma shoot a forty four Magnum. She Who likes gives a it. Shit? She hey. likes guns. She wants to kill. Let her kill. Kill. Let kill, her kill. Kill. She's good. They're bad. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a granny with a gun. Yeah. A good yeah. granny. Yep. Uh, which they do show in the film doesn't work. Is a bad idea over and over again. Oh, it's a horrible idea, yeah. But then still seemingly the the final idea of the movie is it's a good idea. It is a good let, idea. Let the people police themselves. Hmm. Give everybody a gun. Let them shoot anybody that gets in their way. That's a civilized society. M mutually assured destruction. Yeah, exactly. The only yeah, exactly. The only way to have a safe society is to have a a, a society built on death. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's working out. <laughs> okay, this is the first Police Academy film with a rap theme. My only question for you, man, is what took so long? Oh, d them uh, saying, like, I think there's black people music. <laughs> well, yeah, as more and more white actors leave the series and, uh, and the, only the grossly underpaid black actors stay in the series, they're like, well... We got to start incorporating more, uh, uh, more of music that the people we've made horrible jokes against yeah. might like, which is just also probably it's a racist idea in and of itself. Oh, for sure. And yeah. and uh, but don't worry, we've got Mahoney dancing to it. Yeah, he's it, not, so he's not that bad. We'll take it. We'll take it from them, and then yeah, it will yeah, be ours. Yeah. The term we like to use in Hollywood is appropriate. We take it and we appropriate it for our purposes, and everybody loves it. Hey, I'm. I finally felt safe with rap music when it was white it was cops police doing it. Yeah, when white cops were rapping. Like, okay. Then I was like, yeah, okay, all right. I'm not oh, threatened by this anymore. I can. Steve Gutenberg likes rap. I can like it too. What a day. Steve Gutenberg gave white suburbia permission yeah. to embrace black music. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Um, do you recognize the public defender in this movie who's only in one scene, really? His name's Derek McGrath. You recognize him at well, all? I'll tell you this. I will say this. I appreciate that you think I remember that there was a public <laughs> defender in this movie. He played the doctor in the Jerry O'Connell series, My Secret Identity, from 1988 to 1991. Do you remember that one? No. Uh -uh. Jerry O'Connell. Sliders is my first, well, I guess Stand By Me. But Jerry uh, O'Connell got superpowers. Well, good for him. Huh. Yep. And he would fly, and the way that he would control his flying was he had spray deodorant cans, and he would spray it, and that would help him direct himself. Because it was the 80s. We were all using big cans of sprayed deodorant. Wow. So he's like the, he's going to get canceled for pollution. 
aerosol cans. Oh yeah, right. all the time. I mean, see, save save people or destroy the ozone layer. There's mm. only like two choices. Um, did you know that Tony Hawk was going to play David Spade in this movie? I did. I I have now. I've never watched this movie, but I did watch yeah. uh like a mini doc about the professional skateboarders filming this portion uh, of of the movie. I did not know. David Spade, though. I, I knew Tony Hawk was in it. Didn't know David Spade was in it. Don't know yep. why he's in it, really. Also, for what would you say, like, 35 minutes, these appear to be the, the main characters yep. of, of the movie? Yep. Uh, but don't worry, they're not. That's... They're not even relevant. Just a weird, small slice. I don't get it. I don't understand. I would have watched that movie. I'm not saying I would have, wouldn't have been okay with that. Again, it it's like a vibe of like, oh, we're passing the torch. Kids this- love skateboard music and rap. So we're going to get hip with the kids. We're going to put skateboarders, and these kids are going to be in day glow clothes, and they're going to listen to rap music. And maybe we have a thing where now Gutenberg, Mahoney has to, wow, I was a little shithead, and now I'm dealing That's with- where I thought this was going to go, but no, it doesn't. Oh, you, so you've seen movies before, unlike <laughs> whoever wrote- <laughs> Police Academy Four, yeah. I I have my least amount of of anything written down for this one. Washed over me like uh, nothing, man. I, uh, well, here's what I have written down at the end of this. What I wrote was absolutely the most forgettable oh, so far, okay. despite the fact that this was the one that was most replayed on television. I saw this one; it was constantly on yeah. TV. Uh, Colleen Camp does return. Uh, which is like she's fucking slumming in these movies because by this point, she, in this one, she's not even a character at all. Who is, she, who, who is she? Colleen Camp was the play the uh, maid in Clue. Okay. And she ends up being Tackleberry's wife. Yes. Yeah, because she's also a gun nut. She's from the second one. Where she's yep. a character, but in this one, she's just the wife. Um, uh, and she's she barely in it, right? She pops up a couple times, or or yeah. she's like in the scenes. Yeah. But she's not like doing. She doesn't anything. do anything. Yeah. Whereas in the other one, she's like the female tackle bear. Yes. Um, G.W. Bailey returns. Mauser's gone. No explanation. Where was he in the meantime? Calling camp. Where the fuck was she in the meantime? (laughs) Nobody knows. Um, This is going to blow your mind here. I think this is the best directed one. It's not the funniest. It's not the most memorable. But the direction, it actually felt like it was directed by somebody who knew what they were doing. I, I mean, I'll say the the portion where the skateboarders are introduced to like where they are on trial or whatever. I was in I, whatever was happening there. I was like following that, uh, and then they hard left turn and we never touch it yeah. again. But I guess I will. I will agree to that. I felt like I know a, movie that's a low for a bar, <laughs> but there I was like, oh, this is directed like a movie. And what's interesting about this one is the guy who directed this one, his name was Jim Drake. Uh, I don't know if he's still with us or not. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole again. Um, he, he had a 50-year career directing primarily TV, and he won two primetime Emmys. So he's like, if you look through the list of like who directed these movies, he's like the only one with actual okay. fucking experience. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and who worked in a lot of TV comedy. So uh, I think... This is one where you see some more of the gags. There's sure. 
there's just more, you just see more. There's more creative shots. And again, this is a very low bar, but I'm like, oh, they they got somebody who was, yeah, a TV guy. So they got him on the cheap, especially back in the 80s. But he knew how to do this. The other people who directed these movies you, is like, have you seen movies? Have you seen, have you seen a cartoon? That's the thing I, I did think about watching these was like, the, there's only enough plot for an episode of TV yeah. Would would these have made more sense? I mean, uh, not okay. Uh, they made a bunch of money, so no, it wouldn't have. But in a in a, just a, a, of media, if this was just a TV show, you put four or five of those gags in, and then you're out. You know, would would that be more watchable now? Uh, and I think it would. Yeah, feels like a TV show in a lot of ways. But, you, but you, wait, wait, are you saying like you would take these gags and turn it into an episode of a TV show in contemporary times? No, 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 I'm saying back in the 80s. I'm saying yes, in the 80s. And again, this is like saying, would it have been, would it be a more, would it make more sense as a package? Would it be more enjoyable to watch? Because I mean, by part four, when you're watching 12 visual gags in a row that are disconnected completely yeah i'm just glazing over like get me out of here and i'll say <laughs> i look one of the things i hate on uh, especially when people try to be funny on a movie yeah. podcast they yeah. always do the thing of like i'll be honest i fast forwarded a lot or like i was making a sandwich through half this movie or whatever and i hate that i don't i don't care if you're trying to be funny you gotta watch the movie Agreed. and i yep. absolutely do you know like i'm i'm glued to this and i still am just, yeah i just like what i couldn't tell you i don't think one get actually and this was by by like five and six i was i realized like oh i should have been writing down every gag that happened because this is you start to realize like that's all that that's all that happens there's nothing else barely to to talk about because normally you discuss the plot of a film but yeah, there is no plot. There's no plot. I'm getting heated. I'm getting, I'm worked up again. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> so uh, lay out for me, how would this have worked as a television series in the 1980s? Oh, just, you, you just go, I mean, every episode could be like, they're going to shut down the school if we don't blah, blah, blah. You do, th I mean, basically the same, but you cut out 45 minutes. Well, what net? Well, yeah, yeah. What what network does it air on, and is it a success? Does it get more than one season? You think in the eighties, in nineteen eighty four, let's say. Uh, well, no, but I I think the only reason these did well at all probably is because it had tits. People liked that. Kids heard it had tits. I only the first of, one has tits. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Then kids are like, "That's the movie with the tail, oh, man! I gotta see that." And then kids are going to see. Well, that's not exactly true. There's another one where they it's like PG-13, but they basically show tits. In the uh, they show the pool, um, the pool scene. Callahan's yeah. through her shirt. Yeah, and then in in seven, I think at the bathhouse, they're all like it's underwater. But yeah, you can some see. floating nipples. Yeah. And, you know, look, I'm not a big nudity guy. I don't like it. I like it. I'm saying it doesn't need to be in a, in a movie. I'm not saying it has to be in a movie. But yeah. in a police academy. I'm not a big nudity guy. I, in, a, in a police academy, 
I did get pretty excited. I, when something I was finally interested in caught my eye, like, oh, okay. You know what? Not a big nudity guy. Not a big nudity guy. <laughs> of all the things Matt F. Basler, I would expect you to say, not a big nudity yeah. guy is not one of them. Oh, dude, I'm clothed 90% of my day. That it's, surprises me. A guy who got famous on the internet I know. doing nipple videos. Yeah. It's like, nah, nah I'm not really into nipples. Hey, man. <laughs> Plumbers Is that the bane pipes? of your existence then, that you, you are most known for I the thing it. you most hate? I hate it. Uh, it takes me, gosh, probably an hour and a half to work up the courage to pop my shirt off, make one of those videos. <laughs> it's hell. I just realized I gave like three of these, num my number three, so I'm going to have to figure this out <laughs> on the fly. Dude, it's... They all, they all start fucking blurring together. No, I, I, I'm right there with you, man. I am currently... Because, right, I'm, I was ranking them just next to their... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, name right i, I didn't <laughs> yeah. do it separately yeah. and it's like oh i gotta i gotta figure this out as we go by by lowering by a decimal point or whatever yeah yeah they're the same movie that's the hardest part of this is that they are in fact all the same it, it, was there anything about four that you can remember and other than tony hawk no. and that makes it distinct no i don't uh, currently, I do not recall what what the finale is. What happened? Maybe there's an award ceremony. Yeah, is there an award I ceremony they, in this one? They did that in the last four. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit! Yeah. Um. All right. So I think I've got these fucking scores figured out. Now that I've now that I've thought about it, I think based on the fact that I remember it the least, but I do remember the direction the most i think that this is actually police academy four citizens on patrol i'm going to give a 5.27 <laughs> and it's going to be my mind. my number two for the week okay it's it's got rap I, mahoney that dances was cool. that was cool there's there's i think hooks raps or does she rap in the fifth that's one? later Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking losing it, buddy. I, I don't remember. I just don't remember this at all. I, I, the David Spade part, I remember. And if it wasn't David Spade and me going, hey, that's David Spade. And I guess I watched a documentary about that part of the movie. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go four. I'll go four. I, I, can't, I can't in good conscience give it more than that. I do not recall the film. I watched it. <laughs> Three days ago. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm. This is. This is. We'll get to it when we get to part five. Um, which is right now. Can uh, we please let's <laughs> police academy five assignment Miami Beach. Gutenberg is out. Lloyd Braun is in. Came out in 1988. It has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Your favorite cadet confronts Sir and Sam. Oh, dork. In Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. Leave the swimming area now, mister. Now, at a video store near you from Warner Home Video. It was directed by Alan Meyerson. It was written by Stephen Kerwick. It is the triumphal return of, I just mentioned him, Jerry O'Connell. Last thing in Stand By Me, he's just a kid on a beach in this. It was released March 18th, 1988, on a budget of $14 million. It made $54.5 million. So, again, diminishing returns. 
fucked. Still a lot of money. But here, here's the thing. You say, oh, well, you mentioned Sharon Stone, but she didn't come up in your review because she's a reporter. They introduce her. She does nothing. I think she fucks Mahoney, maybe, mm-hmm. and then that's it. So Yeah, maybe. I don't maybe. know. <laughs> Commandant Lassard, Mr. Magoo's his way into the possession of stolen diamonds before being honored in Miami and sent off to the glue factory. Yeah, let's... <laughs> They they don't even tell Lassard. They don't even say, no. "Hey man." So right, they announce he has to retire at the uh, graduation ceremony. Yep. yep. And then, then they send him to Miami. Yep. That's it, right? That's the, we we know about the diamonds, but they don't. Yep. So the main characters of our movie are doing nothing to affect the plot until (laughs) the end of the movie. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I figured it out. Cool, okay. Um, This one, boy, is... If there weren't two more of these, would this be bottom of the barrel? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yes, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Uh, I like them being in like a grimy city. Uh, that seems more fun. I do not like seeing them in Miami. I don't, it, it, and I never, I guess I never even liked those episodes of TV shows where they're like, we're going to Mi- Miami. I'm sure they went to Miami a lot. Uh, right. Even uh, a modern day. I like It's Always Sunny. In Philadelphia, they just did that season where they went to Ireland, Scotland, whatever. I just don't love it. I don't like it. Um, yeah. And this sucks. And this is a bad. This is a bad movie. This is not good. It's not funny. No Gutenberg, no Bobcat, no Colleen Camp. They tr- why not? Why would they not just make Hightower the main character? You have people I know. already. I know. They bring in old Lloyd. Uh, at least uh, a quarter of the way through the movie. Yep. As Commandant Lassard's nephew. Right. And now yep. we're just all of a sudden. He's the leader. Supposed to be yep. like, that's that's your guy. That's your new guy. But he's right. It's too late in the movie to introduce him. I thought he was going to end up being maybe like a bad or like he was going to be like this perfect cop or something that they have to see that would be a funnier juxtaposition is Lassard's nephew is actually extremely talented because Lassard's right. brother is what's his face from WKRP in Cincinnati mm-hmm. in one of these fucking movies in the second one so presumably this is his son well, yep. yes yes okay so head of the class WKRP in Cincinnati clue uh, was it Charlie Charles Hessman? Is that what his name is? I don't know. Uh, he he uh, has a son. Son's Lloyd Braun. The son's a cop in Miami. It would have been funnier, yeah, if he was actually a very good cop. Yes, and I thought he was going to be like, "Hey, you guys need to be by the books. You need to be a super cop like me." And then by the yep. end, he would sort of learn to accept their unconventional nature but no he's just mahoney he's just as much of a creep yep uh and that's his whole thing or that's it he doesn't even really it's weird because i understand mahoney to be our every man 
from the first movie, kind of. He's like mm-hmm. our bum every man. Not, I'm not part of this world, whatever. But in this one, he you don't have that established. So you're meeting the character. One of the first things he does is uh, give a woman a massage without her consent. Yep. And and yeah, you're supposed to be going. This guy's cool. This dude kicks ass. This is my guy. <laughs> yeah. And then she throw yeah she throws him in the pool, and he goes and but then but then does love him does is in love with him. Well, after he finds out that because he, he's surprised that a woman can know martial arts and be a police officer. Yes. Okay. He She's means, a cop. Is that is this one? Is this one Kate? Yes. He he goes. Kate's up to a his, cop. They're they're like walking up to the pool. He sees a beautiful woman, and he yep. like tells the rest of the gang like, "Catch you later, guys. I'm gonna go assault this woman." Starts giving her a massage. She's like, "I love when guys put their hands on me without asking, because then I can do this." Tosses his ass in the pool. Yep. I, w- wouldn't be good. But at least, like, at th- that point, you're kind of going, okay, we're, we're at least expressing that this is a bad thing to do. He yeah, got at least she's acknowledging, and, like, this guy's a fucking creep. But then he gets out of the pool, and yep. she's like, just kidding. I actually, ugh, I'm into you. So yep. later, he's walking by. She is giving a seminar on martial arts. He goes, is that Kate? I didn't know she could do that. That is literally the one thing he knew she could do. <laughs> right. He, he knows nothing else about this woman, <laughs> right. but that she can flip people around. Yeah. What? Don't, you don't have to say that, because then the next thing he says is, I didn't even know she was a cop. Just say that. Just say that part. I look. Yeah, but see, even that part doesn't make sense because they're all in Miami at a fucking cop convention. They're all cops. Uh, yes, right. Everyone here is a cop. Everybody at that fucking resort is a cop. Ah, man. He, I don't even know if she... I Maybe she did say her name at the pool part. Maybe I just missed it. I don't... I don't think so. think so. No. Yeah, is that Kate? Oh, we're friends now. I know a lot about her. And then uh, Callian's uh, tits are really big. Have you? Did you track that through the the movies? I tracked it, buddy. What is it? I don't know which one it is where she walks like she's in a, a door. She walks out of a doorway and the camera is focused like her her tits come out first and you're just yeah. on them. And you're like, what? This is bonkers. These are some horny movies. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like horny family entertainment, though. I think this is the one where she jumps into the pool. And you see, fuck. Oh yeah, everything, You're dude. Like, we gotta start. Or, isn't that. this one PG thirteen? They didn't give a fuck. They're like, ah, we're gonna put tits back in. We gotta start that production company, uh, Horny Family Entertainment. <laughs> I think it already exists somewhere on Red Tube. You want to get boned up with your son in the room? Oh, don't worry. I think that's a genre that exists, buddy. This isn't that though. This isn't that. This is different. This is wholesome. This is uh, fine. Uh, yeah, this is wholesome. This is nipples through a shirt in a pool. Yeah, okay. All right. That's so PG-13 okay. porn is what you're wanting to create. Yes. Yes. Softcore family erotica. The softest. The softest. The softest. Yeah. So soft. Emphasis on family. What else the do emphasis I on erotica. know about this movie? Nothing? Well, 
so the algorithm recommended to me said, well, if you like this movie, right? Because you're watching it, so you must like it. Yeah. If, if you like Police Academy, which one is this? Five. Yes. Yeah. You'll also like Lightning Jack, which is the Paul Hogan cowboy movie, which I'm pretty sure Cuba Gooding Jr. is in. He plays a mute, his mute sidekick. Cool. <laughs> Mom and Dad Save the World. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. Terry Garr and the sex offender from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. And Cop and a Half. Uh, I'm going to agree with the algorithm. I think if you like this movie, <laughs> you would enjoy those movies. Your brain would be built in a way to also enjoy those films. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put it. At this point, Matt, here, here is what I wrote to myself. Every one of these movies is exactly the same. Some new wrinkle gets announced at a ceremony in the first act before a big ceremony in the third act. The heel tries to cheat and swindle the dimwits, and the dimwits prank and fuck up their way into some kind of ending. Correct. And then I also wrote, we are four years in, and not a soul realizes that the fart sounds are coming from Jones. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's me. They still I'm, I haven't doing caught this. on. They still haven't caught on. At this point, uh, Harris, like, yeah, he's just like, oh, uh, uh, governor, uh, blah, 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 or whoever the fuck is in this movie. Uh, and he's like, and it's like, oh, oh, he's grabbing his butthole. Like it's coming out of him. Like, I, I mean, that sound doesn't work that way. Jones is across the across room. Across the room. And are and we to believe he's throwing his voice and directing the fart in such a way that it sounds like it's coming out of his ass? Yeah. But it does. I doesn't. guess. But, and, and, <laughs> and again, I, 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 you do that joke once and I can, I can. Like, but like I said, like he does squeaky shoe sounds when he's walking by, and it's like, yeah, you would know where it's coming from, yeah. but whatever, I'll let it go. You do it over, it's like you watch a magic trick over and over, you, you're gonna see how it's done. You see yeah. a joke over and over, you start to add in more questions, your, your, uh, uh, disbelief uh, what's the term the suspension of disbelief research to crumble and yeah you go like <laughs> well he would he would just go it came from over there why would you even think that was me why wouldn't you at least think it was somebody over Making there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. why me yeah this makes exactly. no sense. that fart clearly came from across the room it had to be extremely loud Yes. If right. you thought I did it over here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is part of the problem here that these movies aren't bingeable, that <laughs> that if we were in the 80s and we were our brains were damaged by all the lead we were drinking mm -hmm. in the water and all the asbestos that we were raised on as kids and all the internalized misogyny and homophobia, yeah. mm -hmm. if we had all that on board I, I, with us. I'm still probably carrying some of that around. Oh, trying, for sure. Trying to get but, rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying we were we were we're not actively trying to rid ourselves of these things that we now know are wrong. We were actively onboarding more of it to try to keep society together. Yeah. Uh and these came out once a year. You were bored, you went to the theater, somebody farted on the screen, and you were like, that's funny, and you never had to think about these movies again. Is is that the, the best way to enjoy these? that condition because you, you barely remember them. So you see it the next year and you forget that you've already seen this. Or do you think if you're only seeing this once every 12 months, 
you'd be like, wait a minute, I've already did I already see this one? I hey, I think if I was seeing these once a year, yeah, I could bump this thing from a one point five maybe <laughs> to a two. Uh, okay. Well, I have this at a two. This is a two out of ten for You're me. You're a madman. You're a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's my number five. I will say I the, I gave it the score mostly because I liked the beach fashions. I liked the bright colors. I liked the emerald water. It was very nice to see all that. All that stuff is kind of back in vogue right now, and so I like like seeing it all. Um, I will say at this point, a brain block is beginning to set in, and I can no longer absorb from this point yes, forward. Right. I absorb absolutely. Nothing. I would say that, maybe a negative for this movie too is that I just watched Glass Onion. Ah, uh, beautiful yeah. movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're talking about colors, like so pretty, and and uh, in comparison, this is looks disgusting. <laughs> and well, I do, for, I do well. like when they're in like a grimy city. I like that better. So. Well, fair so enough. I, so I think our reasonings make sense. I think that, yeah, that you're yeah. 0.5 higher than me uh, w- without the caveats of, of just seeing sort of the same location done better. Uh, well, I saw Glass Onion uh, in theaters. I watched it again right before I watched this. And the two, the two never mixed in my brain. I was just pure police academy all the way. I thought, you know, actually, okay. Knives well, Out could take a few points. Oh a, yeah! They, the next Knives Out mystery needs a movie with a guy who can beatbox. They need to. They need to learn how to set up a mystery a little better. Yeah. If 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 old Blanc was was making the guys go like, I did it. It was me. And he'd go, <laughs> Right. Did I just right. confess? Right. Exactly. You know what hmm. we need? Hmm. Knives Out Police Academy crossover. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe what if they had a plot? Even just spiritually. Put Gutenberg in the next one. Let's fucking go. They have a plot where there's a mole within the the police academy. Ooh. And you're right. trying to figure out who it is. Right. And the answer is it's the one guy who hasn't been in a previous movie because of course it is. Right, right. Is that this one or is that the next one? That's the next one, right? That's a little. That's a little. What they call a little uh, segue. A little setting it up. Teeny. That means he's getting tired. It. He wants to move on, Get and so me do the I. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not funny. It's not even obnoxious. It's just a void. Two out of ten. It's my number five for the week. One point five. Uh, okay. Moving yeah. on to the one I think you just were talking about. I think Police Academy <laughs> Six: City Under Siege, which came out in 1989, and it still has a fucking zero percent. Your favorite force is on a roll. Making us look like a bunch of fools. In this city, crime will take a back seat. Once they're behind the wheel. That was very exciting. Awesome it. Police Academy 6. They're back and wilder than ever. Rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you. This film was directed by Peter P- Peter Boners. That's not a joke. That's apparently his. It's name. funny. Might not be a joke, but yeah, funniest thing this whole damn movie. Written by Stephen Kerwick. It was released March eighteenth, nineteen eighty eight. Now this is the one that probably just broke even. At a budget of fifteen million dollars, it only made thirty three point two million dollars. 
Assard and his special needs team are brought in to uncover the shadowy leader of a gang who remains one step ahead of the cops. Yeah, uh, yeah. Granny is back. The Klutz is back. His name is Fackler. Uh, Garrett Graham making an appearance in a movie is, no offense to fans of Garrett Graham, very rarely a good sign. Mm. Child's Play 2 aside, when Garrett Graham <laughs> shows the fuck up in a movie, you're like, oh, we're in a sequel. We're in sequel territory. Or we're in Terravision territory. We are in the shit, brother. Um, six movies in, here's what, I, here's what I've learned. Here's what I can say. Leslie Easterbrook is hot. And a movie series about people who are one-note gimmicks and the actors aren't particularly good at those gimmicks is a bad idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Comedy comes from the unexpected, Matt, and every joke in these movies by this point is so expected and so telegraphed and so belabored, you couldn't be funny on accident with these movies. What if? You know how Family Guy will do that thing where they like do a joke so long it gets funny again? No. What if, like, like old Peter fall down, he's holding his knee, and he's making the ooh, it hurts sound? Never and you're, heard of it. And you're cracking up. But then he does yeah. it so long, you're like, I'm, this isn't funny anymore. But then he does it so long, you're cracking up again. Now. Sounds like you're describing Fred Armisen. Could be. Could yeah. be. Now, what if they're just doing a, a huge version of that? <laughs> Say, we're going to make. The whole thing's a bit. It's three, four sequels where no one's going to laugh. But when we come back <laughs> and do it in the. Sixth movie? Oh, that's right. Oh, man. People are going to lose their minds. We're going to make three, four, maybe five sequels. Yes. Nobody laughs. Yes. That's All right. to set up. <laughs> the, the funniest the adventure yet. Sixth, seventh one where people yeah. are going like, okay, he's doing the dubbing thing again. The bad, yeah. bad uh, uh, Japanese movie dubbing. Now it's funny. This is actually funny this time. Uh, but it isn't. It isn't, and, and if that yeah. is what they were doing, it did not work, it is not funny. So Police Academy is really a form of experimental humor. Yes, and hey, I love a big swing. It didn't work out, but uh, props to uh, them. Uh, honestly, maybe it's a little too esoteric. Maybe we're just not clever enough to oh, get. It's a higher level of comedy. That I'll agree to that. Hey, after to. I watched Glass Onion, right to YouTube. What did I miss in Glass Onion? Watch yeah. a couple of those videos. Glass you know? Onion Explained. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well. That's me. Yep. Um, my most distinct Police Academy memory is Jones doing the robot gimmick that he does in this movie where he actually like has the parts and pieces yeah. coming out and he's like doo, doo, doo. I, I think police academy that's what i think so apparently i think of police academy what is which one is a six <laughs> the most um and i think of it often uh how is 90 minutes this fucking long this is the longest of these fucking movies this thing goes on forever uh yeah this well it sucks that's i think a big part of it uh I, I do my my positive for this movie is that yeah. it it does have a plot that more or less goes throughout the whole film. Uh, That's true, actually. Yes. And if you, I mean, look until you know who the mole is, you don't actually. I mean, you know who it is. Uh, 
because you know they're not going to make one of their legacy long-term characters a bad guy. Right. They, they bring back, was it Farkler? Farkler? Yeah. Which almost makes you think, maybe, maybe that's the deal. They brought him back to be this mole or something. But then you remember there is a new guy. There's a new actor in this movie. Who also has dementia. Oh, I can't, I don't understand. Oh, by the way, I thought it was funny that his goldfish was in the bag in part five. I feel like I should give props where props are. In part five, when he... Goes to Miami, uh, uh, Lassard. He's got his goldfish all by itself in the bag. Yeah. That was, I kind of, I mean, not like funny, but like. Is music. the connection between him and the goldfish is the goldfish notoriously has like no memory and is kind of a stupid fish and he's stupid? I think it's sexual. I think oh. it's a sexual relationship. Uh, did you laugh when he put the fish bowl, which he carries with him, on the hibachi top the, and it, the, the fish was boiling? You're just going if I laughed? And, yeah, and How- Howard Hessman is his name. Certainly. It was, it was part two. His brother had to take the fishbowl off right. the uh, I wouldn't say I... L- no, I did not laugh. But I did recognize that they were trying... They were making a joke. I see. So. I see. But back to part six. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a plot. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, this uh-huh. is where I feel like Harris becomes the main character uh, to some degree. Uh-huh. He seems to get the most screen time. Um, and that's a bad idea. That's not not, not <laughs> like that, 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 that GW Bailey, but just that like he's a villain. bumbling bad guy villain. I don't, it's not yeah. who I want the main guy to be. I don't think is Hightower isn't in this one, is he, or is he still in this? I think he is. I think he's only not in the in the seventh. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, is House in this one, or is House in the one before it? Uh, House goes House to Miami. House is in the one. House goes to Miami, and the joke there is House is fat. Except, okay, it he's is as big as a house. But it's it, it, what's so weird to me about House? He might have started in four uh, Citizens on Patrol. I don't. Yeah, he why, did. Why, why am I talking like I'm some sort of Police academy scholar. Savant, I, I, I yeah. believe. Uh, but the thing about House, House is, the character of House first debuted yeah. in 1988. <laughs> Actually, in a an uh, offshoot uh, comic book that came with top <laughs> training books. Um, his thing, right? You see him. He's a he's a very large guy, and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, he's going to be like eating jokes. Just another kind of kind of uh, a joke we shouldn't be making. But then it turns. They've already out, done that twice, by the way. There's already had two other fat cop characters. His thing is he's strong like he's yeah. just high tower he's just shorter fatter high tower yeah. and they very rarely do anything with his weight which i mean weirdly i guess props to them but he, he does drop into that boathouse and then because he's fat he falls through the roof and he, he does gets fall, yeah but he's like they take the door off the plane and they he's just being strong all the time i don't know it's just weird that you would have the same thing that you already have uh, Hightower is in six. I don't remember what he does. Probably I don't think he does very much. Why he didn't become the main character, I don't know. You're right. He and he often is. Uh, okay. Well, I do at the end of this one. Um, fake Mahoney gets stuck in the room with the poison gas. Yeah. This is a cartoon. It's just a cartoon. Why did they make a cartoon? It is a cartoon. Uh, yeah. 
and and the way they that he gets out of that is Hightower rips the door off the hinges. Like so much of this movies, the, all of these movies is like, well, what would we do to get him out of that? Well, what if Hightower just was very strong and yeah, just ripped the door off or whatever. Yeah, Hightower gets in the fight with the the goon, the henchman. Yeah, that's right. And says the very ironic. Um, Yes! Crime, yes. crime is one thing, uh, but I draw the line at bad jokes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it knocks him the fuck out, yeah. Was that a self-aware joke, you think? It, if it was, it doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? That like, is it, But is it self-aware that these movies, that they, these movies are known for being not funny by critics, right. so we're going to put that in the movie where he's like, the one thing where he draws the line where it really pisses him off is bad jokes because these are notoriously bad movies yeah but but like but then he not it's not it's doesn't seem self-directed you know what i mean it almost seems like because like it seems like the line there to be um like self-referential would have been something like i don't know they do a bad joke and and they go like hey maybe we make some bad jokes but at least we're not up our own ass or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. them to say we don't, I don't know. I think you're probably right. I think they were trying to to do that, but I also think they failed at at that. <laughs> doing that. Now, I will say this series, seven movies deep. I think this is seven. Where are we at? No, six. Six, six movies deep has more continuity than Star Wars at this point in time, and here's why. Because Bigfoot returns. Yes, that's I, right. The monster I got truck. It right here. Bigfoot <laughs> returns. And Tackle Bear acknowledges, like, I got a monster truck. I drove Bigfoot for my honeymoon, which was like the second movie. Why? Yeah. Why? That's so weird. Because I, I, yeah, I'm like, cool, Bigfoot's back. Did they feel like. Oh, Bigfoot no was way. huge in the 80s, well, though. Bigfoot was huge. No, I, bringing Bigfoot back is awesome. But, like, yeah. did they think no one would believe that? Tackleberry knows how to drive this thing. We got to remind him, yeah, that he drove one on his honeymoon. So weird. Good for them. I mean, okay. I'm cool. not joking. There is more continuity here than Star Wars at this point. Uh, well, have you been reading the expanded universe? Uh, Police Academy. Oh, 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 Police. Uh, uh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah, it's. Uh, Does it explain where um, uh, the Knights of Ren come from? Oh, it's a whole whole thing. It's a whole thing. They're actually yeah. really cool. They're actually really cool. You, you you might think, what a huge waste. Yeah. No, it's, to put all the plot points in a, uh, something that most people won't see. Yeah, it actually kicks ass. Uh, and in Police Academy, yeah, you, if you want to know what Mahoney was up to all that time and what, yeah. what he's doing. I want a legacy sequel to Police Academy, and I want Gutenberg's return to be announced during a Fortnite event. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then I want the movie just to open because all these movies open with opening crawl on top of them, like the mm-hmm. the the just the text over the screen. I wanted to say somehow Mahoney, Mahoney. has returned. Mahoney returned. Mahoney, yeah, I love it. Dead speak. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever. One point five out of ten. This is number six. <laughs> I'm looking through. I'm looking through to see if there's anything even worth. <laughs> talk i don't think so we were talking for two oh. hours about police academy <laughs> well i think it's really weird that they yeah. find the jewelry and uh they try to say they try to frame lassard in because the jewelry no his- no the f- the jewelry is the fifth one what oh no, no, no you're, no, right. No. you're right you're, 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 you're right you're right you're right 
You're right, yeah. you're still right. <laughs> you're right as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're both right. I'm wrong, but I'm also right. Yeah. But they yeah. they go we search, <laughs> we search your, Fuck me. your desks and they're holding <laughs> stolen jewelry. They think that one of the I mean, that would be the biggest sign. Oh, somebody planted this here. Why would a thief steal this <laughs> stuff and then bring a handful of it? To work, uh, yeah, right. As a cop, yeah. Uh, right. Bigfoot's back. Oh, I think it's funny that uh, they're chasing the mole, uh, the bad guy. They yeah. run into. It's not Lassard, but it's the guy above him, right? Yeah. Uh, they chase him into the office, and he, and then, and then the the bad guy turns around in his chair, and it is the captain or, or whatever he is. The sorry, I don't know what the words are. Uh, the king and the king of the cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks exactly like him. It is him. I mean, the actor is playing yeah, yeah, this yeah. role, and and then and then the the king of the cops and a bunch of other guys run in behind them, and they're like, "Who's the somebody's a, an imposter?" Nobody is freaked the fuck out that this man looks exactly like it yeah. is a clone. It's insane. And then they go, well, well, the other thing is like, it's the guy you chased in here. Of course it How else you watched him run in here? But then it's a mask and it ends up being the mayor because uh, uh, of course, I mean, it, it has to be. It's the only other guy in the movie. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes, I think it's interesting that then he goes bonker. Like he's acting like Daffy Duck. Yeah. Uh, the, the Daffy era, Daffy Duck, not the angry uh -huh. era, Daffy Duck, which was never a thing. He's a criminal mastermind and the mayor. But yep. then when they catch him, he decides I'm actually a, a bonkers weirdo. Um, and, uh, last thing, uh, but, but, before I give this a, uh, uh, we'll go. We'll go one point. I guess uh, we'll come back to it and put a pin in it. I'll, you'll talk <laughs> me through it. Uh, all right, all right. There's the part where um, Tackleberry throws the like bolo. Is that what that's called? The where you tie someone's legs up or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just on how how cheap these are, it's two. It's two shots stitched together. One of him swinging it, and then one of him throwing it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like a jump cut. They don't like cut away or anything they're just like hard cut together and it looks really bad that's all they they this thing ran out of gas and then five years later they came back and decided to make another one with almost absolutely nobody returning mm. it's police academy mission to moscow which is the seventh police academy and mercifully the final uh, until uh matt writes the next one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Came out in 1994 as a 0% Rotten Tomatoes. The Cold War was over. Leave it to these guys to heat it up again. May I kiss you again? No, you may not. They're about to show Russia just how ugly Americans can get. The Cold War may be over, but give them time. They just got here. Police Academy, mission to Moscow. We are in deep force. Police Academy, mission to Moscow was directed by Alan Meter. It was written by Randolph Davis and M Michelle S. Chodos. 
It is, I'm not even going to say triumphant, it is a return of sorts of Ron Perlman, Last in Alien Resurrection. It was released October 26, 1994, and a budget of $10 million, it made $126,000. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no Hightower anymore. Is Hooks even in this one? I don't think she is either. No, and that is that is why... Uh, Bubba Smith didn't come hi, back. Yeah, because they, yeah. they wouldn't write her in, and, and he said he wouldn't do it without her. And then they you said... You want to know one of the most depressing facts about this movie yes this is one of the very first american films american film productions shot in russia after the fall of the iron curtain wow what a legacy so when we when we had an opportunity to choose what part of our democratic capitalistic right. society we're going to export the first fucking thing we choose to, chose to export police academy hmm is Bidding. this why Putin hates us? Bidding. You know, maybe he's not so wrong after all. Now, you're a gamer. A little bit, yeah. And you're a retro gamer. Certainly. You, you're, you're, you're not huge on emulation, though you will use it when necessary. Of course, yes. Yeah, you're a physical media guy when it comes to retro gaming. Was there ever a video game that could just be called The Game that could be marketed and take on the world as a craze? And could you have a Game Boy, call it The Game, but put no cartridge in it and play it? Well, Because that's the plot of this fucking movie. Hey, maybe I have some blank spots. You know, maybe there's some, yeah. some things I don't know. Um, Did you notice that the news anchor who is addicted to The Game which 100% looks like a Philips CDI game, not a Game Boy game, uh, just had no cartridge in the device. No cartridge is not on. No. And, is, <laughs> and I, I, do, I actually didn't understand that the Game Boy is the, the game. It's the game. This is more like a Tiger Electronics. Yeah. It's all one package or whatever, right? right? And then later, Ron Perlman has it, but it does have a cartridge in it, I think. Yep. It does. Which is but, worse because that means somebody knew yep. that's a thing you, you have to do. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, G.W. Bailey is in this because Bubba Smith didn't come back. A lot of Hightower stuff was given to Harris because uh, they had to re do rewrites. <laughs> Did Can you imagine? Isn't that? In 1993, somebody's like, hey. Bubba Smith is holding out uh, for more money because we, we don't want to give Hooks any money. So I'm going to need you, Matt, I'm going to need you to do some rewrites real quick on this, this fucking script. Uh, what script was there to this movie I, I that it know. even needed a rewrite? And imagine if you were G.W. Maley and they're like, hey, man, you're a guy that's been, you know, in all of these movies, been so many of them. You've been uh, uh, really loyal to the series. Yeah. How would you like to be our second choice for a mission to Moscow? <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, the biggest shock of this movie is that Claire Forlani is in it, and this is one of her earliest films, and that's a name that probably means nothing to anyone under the age of 35. But there was a brief window of time in the late 90s, early 2000s, where Claire Forlani was poised to be the next all-American it girl. I've referenced this before elsewhere many times. She was actually on the cover of 
uh, I don't know, it was like Entertainment Weekly or one of those magazines. They're like, America's next sweetheart? And they were literally positioning Claire Forlani as the next Julia Roberts. And it just never happened. She made a, she was in Mystery Men and a few other movies, uh, Meet Joe Black, and then she just kind of disappeared. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. And she's very pretty in this movie, but she's not a person. She's not a character. We get possibly our very worst Mahoney ripoff. A Ferris Bueller? Is he the Ferris Bueller for the Ferris Bueller TV he show? He is the Ferris Bueller from the Ferris Bueller what TV show. What a fucking show. weasel that guy is. He sucks, man. He and, and, sucks. I mean, look, like, I'm not, that's not to say anything of the man. I'm sure he could be very lovely. But he should be playing people that suck. For half a minute, I thought he was, what, Carrie or Corey Nemec? I thought it was Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which is that's also what, Ferris Bueller's TV show. <laughs> I looked up. I couldn't remember the name of yeah, Parker, yeah. Parker Lewis, and I looked up... Uh, I looked up Ferris Bueller TV show ripoff, even though that is better. It's a better show than it's a better show than the Ferris Bueller show. I looked that up, and then you know, while you're IMDb searching whatever, I was like, oh, he was the Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but he should just be playing weaselly, like preppy shitheads. Yeah, yeah, he's a shithead. Putting him in the affable Mahoney three just doesn't. Were. The facsimile of the facsimile of Mahoney, who wasn't yeah. a character to begin with, yes. Yep. Um, Christopher Lee is the star of this, uh, playing a, a basically Lennon. Uh, yeah. or, 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 <laughs> yeah. A star of, uh, obviously, most famously, Halloween or uh, The Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf, and Jocks, uh, 1986 uh, kind of gay erotica film. Not so. familiar with Jocks. I, the Howling yeah. 2, I know. I... Yeah. Your Sister's a Werewolf. Pat, as everybody knows, Pat was my co-host of the show, and he long refused to do Police Academy films. And since he passed away, I figured I would do it because he's not with us anymore. As many people do know, I did conjure his spirit not that long ago, and he's since been haunting the Merchant Ivory section of the video store. I made sure that I watched all of these movies within the video store because I, even though he's in the afterlife, I was like, you fucker, you're going to watch these with me. And the only one that his spirit commented on was Police Academy 7. And what he said was, this is at the level of going bananas, but it's not as funny due to the lack of Dom DeLuise. Would all of these movies be better with more Dom DeLuise? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'd do anything, anything to make these anything would be yeah. great. Any, any uh, charismatic actor... Would certainly help, and they seem to be removing the ones with any any charisma. By each film, you're like, oh, you like that one? He's gone. She's out of here. Yeah, they're just systematically removing anybody who has any charm. Now, you said add anything to any of these movies and make it better. They did add something to this one. Oh boy, scrotum. Wait, to what? When they oh, go into yes. the Russian, Russian yes. bathhouse and a guy's running away, you see the full oh, back yeah. end of his scrotum. I do remember yeah. and uh, brought me right back in, man. Just like I said. <laughs> well, finally, we we're going Shouldn't somewhere scrotum. with this. Scrotum. Hell yeah. 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 Um, this is a horrifically bad movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe this got made. So what, there's a five four or five year gap yep five years yep. what like six didn't do well no so why did they 
do this? And why go to Russia and tax tax write offs, incentives, government money? Yeah. Insane. I mean, because like Miami, everyone got to go hang out in Miami. That's cool. I don't want to go to. I'd go to Russia. Well, here, uh, what jurisdiction? Bin, I, what jurisdiction do police academy graduates slash students of a nondescript North American city, which is Toronto, but a North American nondescript? What jurisdiction do they have in Russia oh, over anything that's happening? They can actually do whatever they want. It turns yeah. out. Uh, they bring Tackleberry back, and then other than like the few scenes, he's barely in this movie. I, all I have is Tackleberry is a monster. I've written down. I believe that <laughs> is from when he gives a seminar on how you should be able to brutalize criminals. Yeah, uh, yeah the, he does the kind of the 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 uh, ballet yeah. section. Yeah, what's the Point. I I will say they focus on um, Mahoney three more than they ever did with with uh, Lloyd. Yeah, uh, they try to make him into more of a main character because he's afraid of heights. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. He's got look. He's a character. We know a thing about him. Mm -hmm. That makes him into a character. Uh, Jones's sounds are magic now. He can unlock a safe by making the sounds of unlocking a safe. I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I don't remember that. Yeah, he just yeah puts his head up <laughs> against remember. a safe because they have I to get the key to the game or something. This is good because, like I said, I watched this one last night. So this is, this is fresh. Okay, all right, all right. I all right. can feel it. Sand through the hourglass, slipping away from me. Yeah. There's the guy. So you'll never get that time back. Lassard gets lost. He he ends up with this Russian family. He accidentally <laughs> exactly. gets in their car. Eating borscht. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they're and they're trying to the 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 Russian handlers trying to get him back the whole time. So he has the the Russian handler guy puts. A bellhop, I, I think, in Lassard's room, and he's like, "If anyone knocks on the door, tell him you're in the bathroom. You'll be out in a minute or whatever." Which is dumb. But uh, all of this to say, there's a part. So he's just living it up in there because the guy gave him a bunch of money to do it, and he's getting room service and whatever. There's a part where he throws a piece of meat, like down, like a bone, like he just tosses it. And it plays that Scooby Doo, you know, when uh, Shaggy's like revving up his legs, mm -hmm. and it goes like, it yep. plays that sound when he throws a bone. That's all. It's weird. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't remember that either. Oh, that's I, not I, something you should remember. I, I, I watch these back to back to back to back to back. Over about three days. Okay. Uh, I cannot. My brain was fucking jello by the well, end of this. Well, and I think this is a point where that's the things I'm right. You're you're in a fugue state. Oh yeah. Just staring at it, and then and then something like Scooby Doo legs while a chicken yep. bone gets thrown down, and and you come out of it to go wait, huh? What? What's going on? Yeah. And then right back into uh, did you're your gone. Did your lover happen to watch any of these movies with you or even like just sort of pass through the room? While uh, 
She, yeah, a couple. She was around on her on her on her phone mostly. Any, impre- uh, any impressions from her? Any uh, any? Uh, oh, it's uh, awful. This. this <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this, honey? These were the biggest things for about five years, from 1984 to 1989. America was crazy yeah. for these you movies. Understand? You understand? Well, and I, in 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 our situation here, we we're in a loft, so we don't have. You Privacy. can't go anywhere. You can't really get away from it. And I told her, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll watch at the computer with with headphones. She's like, no, 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 I want to hang out. Let's go ahead, put it on. Poor thing. Poor thing. Feel for her. Yeah. Um, so now, she, here's, yeah. the, here's the thing I learned. Uh, uh, obviously, at a video store, I didn't need to rent any of this. But the thing I learned by some of the people who are competing in this year's Binge Movies Challenge, which is they're going to watch all the movies that we're watching uh, throughout the entire season, yeah. which is over 100 films. Which, and, you know, fuck you. And, like, <laughs> there's some really good movies. I saw some of them. There's some good <laughs> movies on there. Some movies I would have loved to revisit it. Some I haven't seen. I'm like, I'd check those out. And, you oh. know, maybe I will. Maybe I'll play along. But yeah. I just want to say, fuck you for making me watch these ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Um, you, you. I, I learned... And I should have probably passed this information on to you, but it was probably too late. <laughs> that the DVD box set is cheaper than renting them individually. But do you really want this in your house permanently in your in your in your loft? I mean, I would have just thrown them away. <laughs> would have saved the money and just tossed them. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Can I? I'll, the last um, the last time I was on here, we did video game movies, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they were all bad. They were all very bad. Uh, but I enjoy that. I enjoy a bad film. Uh, and I knew well, that's what could... I was. That's what I was coming around uh, to. You've had two experiences. Which one was better? Which one was worse? Well, well, let me, okay. Let me just in a very sincere way. Because you told me to fuck off at the end I, of the video game I episode did. as well. Yeah. And I have already said fuck you. Yeah. Right. But I I will say it sincere sincerely. I enjoy all of it. It's all fun. I'm having a great time. Yeah. Uh-huh. However. Mm-hmm. When you said, do you want to watch all the police academy movies? I did say no, but I did say I, I will do it. That's true, yes. But I don't actually, <laughs> absolutely do not Here want is, to do You that. said, do I want to? No. no. Will I? Yes. yes. Now, yeah. I thought uh, essentially I'd have the same experience. Like, oh, I'm going to watch some bad movies. That can be very fun. Yeah. But the video game movies, you get a, you get a reset. You're watching a different thing, a different color palette, a different director, <laughs> some... You know, you go different directions with these things. Yeah. You could watch three back to back. Yeah. This is mind numbing the same thing over and do, over. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you get the no. shakes. Yeah, yeah. I, this, this, this was. I, look, I've watched for, for real spoilers, I watched uh, eight Fast and the Furious movies in a week. To watch the ninth one because I, I hadn't or tenth whatever I hadn't seen him all right uh-huh. saw I, I watched Spiral for for that and I was like man those movies are dense with with lore I need to catch up watched all the Saw movies and uh-huh. even those are a different movie each time uh, you yeah. know Fast and Furious we're doing a different thing yeah we're going after a MacGuffin or whatever but like it's a different heist different setup yeah th- this yeah. is uh, as far as like a long running series of sequels. This is the most just repetitive thing I have ever seen. 
it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it really is. The yes. the toughest the toughest watch. You you did it. You uh you you, you beat them all. This was the hardest <laughs> group of movies to watch for anything that I that I've ever done. And maybe ever will. God, I hope so. Yeah. Because you're watching all the Halloween movies, and I saw a vibe. They're not as bad as this. They get no. bad, but yeah. No, and again, I mean, even the worst ones are fun, like fun and funny. The worst, the worst ones being Halloween Ends and Halloween Kills. Hey, don't tell Joe. Well, Joe likes bad movies. He's a Joe's- psycho, dude. Halloween Ends <laughs> is awful. Uh, yeah, when you when you were on an episode of Real Spoilers not that long ago, from the point that we're recording this, and you were like, well. Joe likes shit movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's the truest fucking thing anybody it's said. It's true. He's a ter- he has uh, some terrible fucking time. Not an so insult. To his face. No, no, it's true. It. And he admits it. He's like, yeah, I do. I like yeah. shit movies. Yeah. Uh, I love him, but the guy likes dog shit movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about that. And yeah, about this, this, this series is just, it's very hard to watch. And I, I do, I think you're you're, you're, I don't think they ever intended anyone to watch them like like this. No. You know? <laughs> no. Well, no. actually, what what uh, where are we at in home video when these are coming out? And it, like one, two, and three are are, are, are VHS like? Yes. Because like Batman, Batman was like the first cheap one though, right? Is are are that Batman was era... ba- Batman eighty nine was one of the first cheap ones. Where it was a new release at like nineteen ninety nine or whatever because they were they knew they were going to sell them a million of them. So but... you'd be. You wouldn't be owning these probably until later. Like you could, you could uh, rent them. Well, but it's <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Police Academy Three, which came out in what the fuck year? Eighty six, I think. Sure, right? that sounds uh, ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was every year, so it'd be eighty six. Uh, this fucking tape came out in eighty six. So, but how much would that have cost? I mean, is that when when it would have been like eighty nine dollars to buy that? Uh, it probably would have been like sixty bucks. I would think. Yeah. So yeah. even that's what I'm saying. Even in a home video, I mean, way, somebody bought it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's not yeah. your original copy from eighty. No, it's, it's actually a rental copy, but I don't know what store it's from. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I I think even even in a home video way, they were like, oh, people will rent this and return it. This isn't in, meant to be watched like over. And over until they're on TV, I'm giving them too they're much credit. They're on TV constantly. You know what? Yeah. Giving them too much credit. These movies suck. They sucked then. We were too yeah. stupid to know it. Yeah. Did we say enough about seven? Uh, we said it sucked a couple times. Well, what's times. your score for the last one? Oh, and then we'll wrap this up. It's a one. Because, look, I mean, you have to get down to a one at some point on these, right? Like, you gotta go the, beyond a one, baby. This is a 0.25. That's least. I did this last time. I did this it's same the thing. worst of the fucking week. It sucks. I, I knew this to be true. I knew yeah. about the that you could go lower. Oh man! Now nah, I'll still. Oh look, there was scrotum. I'll keep it at a one. I'll just keep it at a one. <laughs> That's pretty cool. You don't get that in many movies. No. Last King of Scotland. I do. I no. think you do see uh, a penis. Um, uh, McAvoy. You do. You do get to see uh, Wiener. But it's rare. It's rare. Neil, just about any Neil Breen movie, movie you're going to see some scrote. Is that true? I, I didn't know that. I don't think I've ever watched one other outside oh, of yeah. like a recap video on. That's oh, cool. yeah. Fateful findings, man. He floats in a pool full scrote. 
His Damn. balls are floating. You see more of his sack than you do of the tits in the movie because the That's women awesome. in his movies are so uncomfortable they won't take their clothes off, but he's naked. He's like, I, I'm not asking you to do anything I wouldn't do. Unlike Matt F. Basler, Neil Breen's not ashamed of his body. All right, it's time for a recap. Coming in dead last for me is Police Academy 7, Mission to Moscow, which is... To 0. 0.25 out of 10. Uh, uh, coming in number six is Police Academy 6, City Under Siege, 1.5 out of 10. Coming in number five is Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach, 2 out of 10. Coming in number four is the original Police Academy, which I give a 5 out of 10. Police Academy 2, their first assignment is my number three, which is a 5.25. Coming in number two is Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, which I give a 5.27 out of 10. And number one, the best of the week being added to my short list to be preserved for all time, potentially, is Police Academy 3 back in training, which is my number one of the week, and I give it a 5.35. Oh, God. Okay. I got I to do this too, right? I got to do this yep. too. Okay. Here, here, all right. Bottom. And 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 honestly, if I didn't say this, I would. Yep. Yeah, I should be committed. It's 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 uh, seven. Mission to Moscow is the worst. Yep. If yep. you if any if you ever see anybody say anything different, they're just trying to have a hot take. It's yep. clickbait. Don't trust them. Seven <laughs> is the worst. Police Academy clickbait. Now I'm gonna rank the rest. Yeah. I did it. I tried. But I will, I will say it is irrelevant, truly. Yep. Uh, uh, th- the rest of these, I have, I have six as my... I, I, okay, I got s- six, second to last, then five, then, then four. It's all the same movie. It doesn't really matter, but I do think I, I believe that to be true. I have uh, two, first assignment is third with a 4.5. Yeah. I got 3 at a 4.9 as my second. Wow. I have one as as a 5 at my top. But again, that is I could not you you could convince me so quick to switch any of those around other than like 6 and 7. Uh because they're just all they're just all the same. They're all the same. I, the only reason I think I have one as my top is that it's like the first one. It it established all the stuff that they reap. Well, that's not true. They ripped everything off. There's no original jokes in these no. movies. But no. like, you're probably right that three is a better movie. But by that point, I couldn't determine. I couldn't distinguish what was what was good and unique and like new <laughs> so so one is yeah. is my top please listen whatever happens yeah do not let this Into be preserved <laughs> please yeah please somebody put this down i can't be responsible for, for Matt for F. Basler says that Police Academy is worthy of preservation for it, all time, even beyond the end times. I should put seven as my number one just to make sure it doesn't happen, you know? You rig, don't rig the system, but I would never, I would never. Destroyed, destroyed online. 
On our very next episode, we'll be ranking Die Hard knockoffs, which includes 1991's Toy Soldiers, 1992's Passenger 57, 1992's Under Siege, 1995's Sudden Death, and 2018's Skyscraper. Matt, we've been talking for several hours about Police Academy, more so than this series has been talked about in 30 years. Um, get your plug in, man. Where are you at? What are you doing? When well, you're not on the Patreon for real spoilers, can they just go ahead and make you a full-fledged full-time member? What the fuck's going on? Uh, I want to be more, I'm more, I'm more like a Batman Justice League thing, you know? I'd never, I'd Ooh. never accept. It's like, I'm a part-timer. I don't, uh, I won't. And then I'm everybody's gotcha. favorite one too, you know, because it's like, oh, he's like he is it, but he's like also on the outside, and that's Kinda cool. Special. Like yeah, him the yeah, best. Yeah. Matt yeah. Matt com. That's that'll get you everywhere. I got a pod. I got a. I play. I play tunes. Uh, I do f- funny things. Um, are you doing any touring? Are you going to be out and about in the country? Oh, certainly. I we don't we don't have any. Thing we just we do kind of weekend run type stuff mid gotcha. Midwest mainly, uh, but we'll be out there. It's you know it's on the Insta and stuff. You'll see it. Right. And right. What is your Instagram, real quick? Matt F Bosley. It's all Matt F Bosley. Keeping right. that branding uh, on point. And I guess just like fuck you, and I guess fuck <laughs> off, and I guess I am mad. Uh, fair enough. Until next time, binge on. Binge on. <laughs>